Welcome, 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 everybody. Before we kick off the second episode of our Irishman trilogy, I wanted to personally thank all of our listeners, whether you're a first-time listener or one of our loyal fans who have been on this journey with us since the beginning. This special two-part episode is dedicated to all of you because, let's face it, we wouldn't still be here if it weren't for our audience. This Film Effect family that's become a bit of a real deal, sure shot thing, I know over the last year there have been a swarm of new podcasts including ours. But I think what separates our show from the rest is the relationship that I have with my co-host Sean and how it translates to each and every episode. That and the fact that once these shows start to fade away as life returns to normalcy, which we've already seen begin to happen, we'll still be here delivering the goods each and every week. So again, thank you and welcome to the Film Effect Podcast. Let's begin. Podcast where we take all things film to the full effect. My name's Ed. Next to me is my cinematic life mate, Sean. Good morning, Film Affair. And joining us today is the returning Justin Boyd, rounding out the returning Goodfellas crew. Hey, What's up, Justin? Good, good. Good to see you guys. Great to see you guys. I know. We're actually seeing each other See you guys, right. I've been the last one Best day I've had all year. Best day I've had. Nice. We've got our film effect shirts and uh, ready to do the damn thing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, before we jump into the world of mobsters taking over Vegas, I want to let you guys know that our ever-growing collection of previous episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you enjoy your favorite shows. You can find breaking news, schedule updates, and all things film effect related on all of our glorious social media pages. Sean, what is that handle on Facebook and Instagram? The Film Effect Podcast. How about that Twitter handle? Uh, film Effect Pod. And for all the inquiries, including requests or anything else to do with the Film Effect, what's that email? You're going to send them over to the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. And also, guys, real quick, reviews and ratings really help, believe it or not. So, uh, if you got a minute, after you're done listening to the episode, go on down. Takes a few seconds. You ain't even got to type in an actual review. Just hit that uh, the rating and give it your appropriate rating. Of course, uh, we appreciate the five stars, but whatever your honest review is or rating. Yeah, man, we, we, we love getting five thumbs up. <laughs> All right, see some shout-outs. Shout-out to his family. So I'm basically going to be shouting out everyone that I've called out recently. Just one big... One big fat acknowledgement, uh, best film ever, Paul and Griff, film vloggers, Saturday Night Freak Show, We Hate Movies, We Watch the Movie, Hack the Movies, all quality podcasts for you guys to check out after you're finished with ours. Um, charting this week, we are currently out of 200, of course. Uh, film reviews in Hong Kong, we're in 141st. 
currently charting 54th in Nigeria and making our film effect debut in Ireland. 85. We are number really? 85. Yeah, hit us up last night at 85. That's awesome. Man. I saw that. Shout out to That's all of awesome. you guys. That's my mother, man. Yeah, yeah, same. That's yeah, right. Me and this make over here. I'm part Irish myself. There we there are. You go. Just a good hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, current events. Army of the Dead, let's do it. <sighs> Fucking loved it, dude. I swear to God, it was everything I wanted it to be. I felt like I was playing one of my video games on a roller coaster. I did not feel disserviced in any way because, number one, I, unlike you, had I, I didn't know it had been in development for that long. You said it's been like 17 years he's been trying to get this. No, this. since 2007. He said okay. he wrote it right after Dawn of the Dead. So, yeah, yeah he, he had been, I had no clue, right? So, the fact that it was like, I was following the whole, you know, Snyder cut of Justice League. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one kind of slipped in under the right, radar. Right, and so he shows up, I'm like, what? He did something else? Why? That did, it's a fucking workhorse in yeah. the pandemic. So, the fact that I didn't pay a fucking nickel. I'm not saying it's not worth going to, you know, dropping a couple bucks to go see it in a theater. I had fucking fun with it. I know Ed had an issue with the lensing on it and the cinematography and stuff. But Ed hasn't even spoken yet. Uh, just what Ed and I'm going we discussed, we, 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 we brought it up, but we wanted to save it for, for this. I fucking had so much fun with it. I'm pretty sure I'm watching it again tonight when when my buddy comes over later on. Justin, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Justin, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. Not as much as you did, but I, I enjoyed it. It was, again, like you said, it was exactly what... It's not exactly what I wanted it to be, because I wanted it to be better, but it was exactly what I expected. Like I go, I'm a Snyder fan. I'll say this up front. I'm not a go to Twitter and like hashtag Snyderverse like heavy fan. Like I don't do any of that. Release right. the Snyder cut. Yeah, I don't and I'm glad that those guys did because I fucking love the I'm Snyder cut. The I still can't got. believe that got put out. Yeah, it's, me neither. I, still I, can't I, believe I, that I love happened. the story behind it. I like I like his version. But um but I'm a fan. Like because he's a guy who swings from the fences every fucking right. time. Right. It's good or bad, whatever comes out in the end, There's, he swings for the It's fences. like pizza. Even if it's bad, it's still pretty exactly. good. Exactly, because I hate you know Sucker I mean? Punch, but I'll still watch it. Yeah, 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 I, I, I won't get I mean? man. I've yet to, I, I could not get the It's a bad movie, but I'll watch it. Like, that, it, like there's something, all his movies have something. There's... That you haven't seen before. Right, that you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen and that kind of compels you to keep, I know some people don't feel this way, and I get it. But, um, so having said all that, yeah, this movie, like, I expected some bad shit stuff to happen, which which it does. Yeah. And I expected moments of greatness, which there are. Um, I think he has problems with story, and the screenplays aren't always great, and this is a case of that. There are some things that happen that are just glaringly, glaringly like, don't make sense. Like, movies got a movie kind of shit. And I was a little turned off by that. But I loved, like, the first hour or so of it. All the setup, all that at the beginning, I loved. Thought it dragged a little in the middle. And the opening ending, credits, that opening credits is pretty. Opening credits was great. The, the guy all, knew, but he all, he, exactly. He knows how to open a movie every time. Yes, yes. The thing that I found most striking about it was just the blatant. I, I want to call them references, but just rip. Like 
I mean, he remade Aliens that's to an extent. That's my problem with it. And um, one of my biggest problems with it is that it's essentially a fucking Aliens remake. Yeah, it's an Aliens remake. Just take remake. out Xenomorphs and put in zombies. Yeah, absolutely. And there were Star Wars, like, blatant. And again, I think they were, like, kind of, like, fanboy kind of. And I'm assuming you, too, watched that Red Letter Media video. I did. I did. But I had the same the thought before, before I okay. saw Mike say it. Same here. I, same same here. here. I had the same you got, did, did either of you guys experience the dead pixel? Yes, it bothered no, the fuck out of me. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see I, it. I fought my team. I've, read, I've read about that, I, but I, 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 I didn't I, see it. She I was, was the one poking out my screen, and then I had to I turn on YouTube to see if it was my TV. Army was, the at dead first, pixel I was a little called. freaked out, but then I was like... Army of the Dead Pixel, they're calling it. Yeah, it's right there. It's a white dot. Yeah, It's like right here. And it usually shows up on like Batista's nose. Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't see it really. Yeah, I thought it was, and I'm like, oh my you god, see I'm it, trying to. Like, it's very obvious the first time. Did it take you out of the movie? For Not me, a little the, bit. Because you're worried about your TV, right? That's, that's <laughs> why I took me out of the movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Mandy didn't catch it for a good ride. I caught it in the first, like, 15 minutes. I couldn't believe that Mandy shit got fucking put through. I cannot like, believe Netflix was It's a Snyder movie. Anything can happen. She's like, that's honey, what I love about it. She caught, kept calling them sparklies. I'm like, no, there's a fucking TV going on. We just had the panel replaced four months ago. So, uh, all sure right. enough, she was right. It's a fucking lens. Outside of the obvious... Aliens comparisons. I had issues with. He's not. This is his first film that he shot digitally, and his first film that he shot himself. Yeah. He needs to stop that shit. I liked it. I like the look. I don't. It's I like, like it. it's too dreamy. It's like you're in a dream sequence, and I don't. I mean, it took me out. That really bothered me. The blurriness and a lot of close-up shots. That motherfucker loves close-up yeah. shots. Well, I'm see, not a I big think, fan of close-ups, by the way, but I like the way he does I, it. I, I, and, I think the reason that didn't bother me was because. I read, I mean, it was all, I, I avoided all spoilers going in, believe me. Yeah, I tried I, to avoid it. Um, but I had, I had read some industry articles, and it talked about him using that, that, <laughs> that <laughs> dream lens. Right. Right, and so I, I kind of knew going in that he was, he was lensing in a different way, so... I knew it too, but I didn't know it was going to be like that. Okay, yeah, so not, that was, that I, was, that I, was, that I was noticed kinda, it in the trailer, too, that so... Was, I, it wasn't, it wasn't something I was looking forward to or something that was on my checklist, if you will. But I once I saw it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what they were talking about. Let's move on. And yeah. this film acted as a stern reminder for myself that I'm I'm done with zombies. Yeah, just kind of zombie. I'm, checked out I, I'm zombies. with you. Zombies used to be my Check favorite out. thing because there were so few. It was like only the Romero movies and Return of the Living Dead. Right, and that well, was even it. the Romero movies, like Dawn of the Dead, they perfect got, example. It's not even a zombie movie per se. It's it's a political film right. that's yeah. really speaking on right. issues right. using zombies as the the obvious you know metaphor. Right, right. Um, my it was and let the record show. Now I'm, they're not topical. They're they're, they're problems. And I want the people to know, and my friends who close to me have already known this. I'm not the world's biggest fan of 2004's Dawn of the Dead. Um, running zombies. Oh. He essentially ripped off 28 Days Later. That came out two years before. Yeah, that's right. Well, it wasn't an innovation. No, and whether so. or not Even he was, that like, film was not he might have already been in production on that and didn't... You know what? I'm, I'm not saying it's a rip-off because it might... They were kind of so close concurrent. together. Yeah. Right. You can make an argument that he didn't realize, but or he had that concept before 28 Days Later came out. So I don't hold that against him. No such thing as original Falkies. I loved Dawn of the Dead the first time I went to the theater to see it, and I fucking loved it. Like, I expected to hate it because I loved Romero's Dawn of the Dead so much. I'm like, why would you yeah. remake that? Yeah. And I wanted to hate it, but I loved it. Mm. On subsequent viewings. It has, like, a fanboy kind of, sheen to it. But it's kind of faded for me over the years. Like, I'll still watch it. It's a watchable movie, but 
I don't love it the way I used to. You see to. how it was targeted for you then. I see the flaws mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Like, that's, that first viewing, I, that's that's I, I thought it was it. great. Like, yeah, I was, like, I was I mean, blown away. But then I look back, I'm like, yeah, that was... It's okay. I mean, it's not a bad movie. I don't, it's not great I don't hate Dawn of the Dead. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's got things going for it. I think Dawn of the Dead's a better film than Army of the Dead. I'll go on record saying that. Um, you know, the issues with the quality of the film itself... Um, it, it was boring to me. Like I, I I've seen, the, I've the seen the, the, the action. Yeah, it's, was it, 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 I've it, seen it, this it stuff little, before. It, it I've seen the slow mo action shots. You know. I mean, I like the hierarchy. I hadn't really seen that before. Like the, you know, and where where, where Zeus, like you know what I mean, like yeah. how. Well, how that we, was a little Day of the Dead with like Bub who could like Bub right uh, a, a zombie who could like. He, he kind of had some cognizance, still put, you know yeah, what I mean? And that was, like, together. It was It was about the only other time he made As I watched this, I thought, so he remade Romero's Dawn of the Dead. This was sort of a mashup of Day of the Dead and Land of the Dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, there was that... In, there were like the zombies that could use machine guns and day. And, uh, you can even argue Dawn of the Dead because it's got political stuff in there, like the fucking wall. That's built in. Yeah, that's kind of like baked into the cake at this point right, of a zombie yeah. movie. Like if you're making a zombie movie that doesn't have an allegory, then you're kind of missing and, the point. And like. you know all of that. And gang, if you haven't seen the film yet, give me two minutes for spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, right now. Um, it, look. When I come out of this movie, I'm not fulfilled. Maybe that's not a a proper way of putting it. What I'm getting at is, in the end, they all fucking die. Every fucking character (laughs) in this movie dies. It's like, I I don't know. I'm going into a fucking zombie movie. If I get a happy ending for my fucking zombie movie, this movie was pointless. It served, and also like. There was plot holes too. Like, oh, there was a million. What plot happened holes. with the fucking guy who set them all million. up? The 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 guy who's played by Scorpion from the new Mortal Kombat, right. whatever his name is, the yeah. suit. We'll call him that for this right. conversation. Oh, Tanaka. But what? We just see him, you know, hear about the nuke going off, and that's it. There's no like comeuppance. There's nothing. Here's like, one there's of my no biggest reward for that. I, I didn't need to be. It's know just left. But I, I I agree with that. But here's one of my biggest problems with the movie is that. There are things that are obviously, and you might get into this, like things where you go, what the fuck just happened? Like, what was that? And the idea is that they're setting up this this universe where they're going to have prequels and sequels and probably graphic novels. Oh, I've, and, I've, and that's going to fill there's, in. There's, and my thing is you got to be able to just, like, if I don't want to get involved in all that other shit. You got to sell to And I just want to watch the shop. movie itself. Right. Oh, it's, okay. it's all got to be there in the movie. Like, don't right. say, don't have me go, well, what did that mean? And you go... Well, stay tuned for the graphic novel. Fuck you! I'm not reading the graphic novel. <laughs> right. I just watched the movie. I, I need I need the answer now. That's my biggest problem with the movie. Like, was remember it? the one alien who had like the the eyes? Yeah, it's really yeah. It's gonna, like so. Is that a robot? Like, why do I need to see the fucking prequel to have that answered? I need to know now. And didn't we already see the prequel in the form of the opening credit sequence? I mean, we pretty much see like the the dawn of the. But I mean, they're literally Vegas. doing prequels and, and animated sequels. But there's no universe. I, I it's a single to... city invaded. By zombies. Right, that's that's, that's my bigger point. Is you know, I shouldn't need the cinematic universe to make sense. And of what this are you gonna do with Steve? Are you gonna follow Batista's daughter? Fuck that! I'm already checked out. You know, yeah. Yeah, they're, follow, they're following the Swedish safe crackers. Yeah, he's the prequel, and it's a rom com. I read it's that's not even it's, like a zombie. It's, it's a yeah, rom com. <laughs> just just, just to set you in there. But then <laughs> and it, he directed it. 
the safe cracker directly. Get, get, get out of here. I was reading about oh, it the other day. to me on the air, guys. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll say one. I don't know that I'm going to watch that. No offense. Like, if it's Snyder did it, I would watch it. Right, yeah. There's one thing I did like in this movie, so I'll give you one compliment. A single compliment. Um, Gillen, uh, what the hell is his name? Garrett Dillahunt. Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah. His, his fucking death was okay. I, 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 I said that. So, uh, it was so realistic, well, too. I, fuck it, I'm getting the spoiler territory here. Mandy and I were sitting here watching it, and she knows him. I'm a sucker for Garrett Delahunt, yeah. dude. I don't know why. I just like watching Me that too. special episode. I've always been a fan of his. You know what I mean? guy's, since you New Country for Old Men. That's one I was going to call it. I've always said Shy Wiggles is fucking a poor man's version of him. Right, exactly. I've always said <laughs> the same Shay thing. Or Shay Wiggles. Shay Wiggles. Yeah. The two of them together make a fantastic buddy cop. <laughs> <comedy. laughs> Fuck like, yeah. You know, Officer Dumb and Dumber. You know, but... Uh, yeah, like you know, I watched that dude play two different people on Deadwood and didn't have a problem with it. Um, that's but yeah, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He does play Blackjack McCall. Yes. Yeah, he, he runs a series out as Blackjack McCall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the reason because Dillahunt, for lack of a better term, would have been the most established person on the cast list. You know, Batista's got a career. He is. Besides but, Batista, he but, is. As, but as far as longevity yeah. of a career, Dillahunt's been doing it longer. Yeah. We know that. Um, I think he. I think he signed on because he's just like nobody has ever been mauled on he was screen a late by a zombie addition. tiger <laughs> right. before. I want to go down in history being that guy, right. because right. that two minutes of him getting mauled by that it's, fucking, a, it's, a, it's a little over long, but no. When, they, when he finally gets his face ripped off, it's, yeah, it's, it's just worth it. It's there, as a glory hound, it's worth it. All right. right, so we had we haven't talked about it. The Tig Nicotero effect. What did you think? I was um, about to bring that up. I was about to. Yeah. Um, I, just, I couldn't. Bring, in, I couldn't see I, that. I didn't see it either. I, I was. Look, I was specifically damn looking job. for it. I thought, well, damn I thought good they did a good job. job. I, 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 you could tell because they I, weren't I, featured on the screen. Right. 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 Exactly. The there's some of those tell. back and forth scenes obvious. at the beginning. Yeah. Was obvious. That's, but then there were scenes when they were all in the helicopter. And I was like, and they only they were only they only brought back one actor. Right. The actress. And it was the actress. We set the gasoline can. The the Jersey cans down the roof. Right. Um. So yeah, but what I. So I'm with you guys. Like at first, like the first shot of her on the other side of the fence. The back and forth. I thought it was going to be like that the whole time. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now I see what right. I, 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 I see what I did here. <laughs> but then he inserts her, but he uses that canon dream lens yeah. to give it the hazy look. Yeah, I thought it was So good. she's slightly out of focus. And I'm like, okay, now I see where the extra couple million dollars went once you had to let, you know, cut the Leah out of the whole fucking project. You know, so I was, I, 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 I was impressed at the end, the, 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 the back and forth with her and Batista in the chopper. Right. And the fact that these two have never been, you know, yeah, look in good. the same state together. I, I like the the whole when they were planning the ice scene and they were on, and she was right. on the shot. It, I, it, I, it, I, it worked because I thought that's where it really would have stood out is right, right there, yeah, and yeah, it didn't to me. It, I yeah, don't know. it didn't. Spoiler alert, guys, real quick, just thirty seconds. Really, really, really unsatisfying death scene. Like, I couldn't even tell. I, I had to look up the, whether she was dead or not. Like, <laughs> exactly. I had. Uh, her death, the, the Tio's oh, character. The thing they were kind Peters, of Peters is, is her name. Peters in the movie. Yeah, she Peters. had uh, like uh, something impaled her. No, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. So I just saw her get shot and then the, the plane when, went down. Yeah, they show after it goes down, like they, you know, a shot of she the of the dead. wreckage and she's and like she's got like a final last words like, save the day. Oh, it's see, like, I don't even remember that, but I do remember, I remember being impaled. Yeah, she's, because she's tough. She's tough as nails in this right. show. I mean, she was definitely a standout for me. 
Yeah, I she really was good. Enjoy, I really I enjoyed her. her performance in it. Yeah, I like Like, her. she knew what she was getting into. Like, I'll do a fucking zombie movie. Because would she shoot the whole thing in Zach's driveway on, like, a weekend? I mean, that's what it appears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's how he pulled it off. Like, oh, we got to get the Leah out of here. Tig just shows up in Zach's house from, like, Wednesday through Sunday, and they set up a green screen on his garage, yeah. and they just fucking I shot. I thought they did a decent job. I mean, for me, the movie falls, like, midway throughout his filmography. Yeah, like I put yeah, mid, it's, mid it's to, like, ride. top of echelon. It's not one of I my have, least favorite movies. Like I said, it's like playing a video game while you're riding a roller coaster. Yeah, I Go into it like that, and... I enjoyed it. Yeah, there's, wor- there's worse ways. Lots of problems if I'm picking it apart. You know, the story and shit like that, but just like turning my brain off for two and a half hours. It's it's over long, by the way. Yeah, it, didn't it, need it, to be two does, and a half hours, but it, um, it could trim. You know, it turned my brain off, and I enjoyed it. There you have it, gang. Two right out of three ain't bad. Um, what do you recommend? What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Justin, you got anything you want to um, people? Well, I just wanted to because it's been a while since we all sat down and did this, so like. There's a ton of shit that I've watched recently, and yeah, I just like yeah. I'm anxious to hear this. Like stuff. lightning rounds, so we can't yeah. spend a bunch of time. When I, like I told you before, we lightning did this. Rounds, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I could spend the next three hours just talking about what I've watched since we last did a podcast. But we're gonna do lightning rounds. So, right. and if like you guys want to chime in, chime I in. Dig it. So, Spike Lee's Mo Better Blues. You ever seen it? I'm not I've never all seen the way it. Through. Good movie. Not all. The way I, I was kind. It was in that period where like. He did do the right thing. Everybody loved him. Which I just rightfully watched so. recently. And he, but he, he was right starting to get a little... Yes, it is. And then, like, how do you follow that up? And he followed up with fucking Mo Better Blues. And it's a really subdued... It's it's like a polar opposite of do the right thing. I've been wanting to sit right? down and go through his filmography. Exactly. That's why I'm doing I it. Show, do Showtime did Mo Better Blues in School Days. Okay, So yeah. I DVR'd them both. We talked about that recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, made, I messed it up for Ben Affleck movie. I, I DVR'd them both, so I still got School Days to watch, but that's that's the intention. Is I wanted to, like, yeah. I've kind of slept on Spike Lee. Like, there's a handful where, like, Clockers is amazing. Malcolm X is... Uh, Clockers. Malcolm X is not Fucking X. watch Clockers. Inside You've Man. never seen Clockers? Inside I've Man. never seen Inside Man. Inside, Inside Man. Inside Man's great. great. I know, that's what everybody says. I've seen, like, the first 40 minutes. That's shit. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go and back of course, and watch. The, the 25th hour is amazing. Yeah, I've only seen parts of that. I've never seen like, I'm a 90s, like, 80s and 90s Spike Lee guy. Gotcha. But, but that's the intention, is I want to go back and, like, I want to dive into his filmography. Yeah, so. he's, he, he's with, with, as, definitely with 25th hour and Inside Man, he steps out of his political He gets voice. more into, like, a he's, genre film. Right, right, also, right. too, is more... He's like, not using... It, he's not right, using right. his talent to be an, an he, he He does the Scorsese thing where, like, the art films kind of, like, after a while, he's getting kicked in the balls putting those out. Right. So he's like, all right, let me do a genre thing. And Scorsese did it with, like, After Hours yeah. and um, Color of Money. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I think Spike Lee t- took a page out of that and did sim- a similar thing with Inside Man and 25th Hour. Right. Um... The other night, and I just kind of stumbled into this one. I'd never seen it. The Prophecy. Not yeah. a good movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elias Cateus is in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like that And guy. so is um, um, Eric Stoltz. Eric, Eric Stoltz, Stoltz, that's right. But um, I got his face in my head. He played Tex in Texas Chainsaw. Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah, right. Vigo. That's right. Yeah, he was Mortensen. Yeah. Eh. 
kind of eh, movie. Like they, walking. They, 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 uh, they made a franchise. I know, the fr- I, which I'll this, never fucking understand. The sequel has Brittany Murphy. I, 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 I he, never have or never <laughs> will see any of the sequels. He did like three or four of those, right? Yeah. yeah five. Five. Was Walken walk did three five. or four yeah, of them? Yeah, he did more. He, did. he, he, he actually appeared in all What the He must have had five. His mortgage payments must be a bitch, man. Yeah, And I know that because every time I go to Walmart, there's the five fucking movie collection on DVD for like seven bucks. He did the Gabriel throughout. <laughs> I've only seen the first one myself. Yeah, inside the movie. But, it's, um, yeah, no, it's walking. It's, but these are walking. Even whatever you think about the movies, it's walking being walking in them. Right. right. King of New York. Yes. Right. We, we we wanted to get into that here, but he's not. Ed, Ed, Ed's he's I'm not. He's I'm a, not as familiar with it. It's not as great as I remember it being. I no. Was very sad. It's one of those where, like, when you're a kid and you watch, like. It's cool. It's like Frank Woods. Right, Gordon like, but, you know, like, and then, and then you I watch it like 30 years later. Up with that sucks, movie you know, you're like, like, I always get mixed up with that movie. What's the one where they tie exactly. him up? Exactly, that's the problem. What's the film where Walken gets kidnapped and tied up by the, by the young guys? Um, um, Suicide King. Yeah, Suicide, Suicide King. I always get mixed up with that. King yeah, York. no, this, this is, he's Frank White. There's some great performances. Yeah, you got young, you got young Buscemi, you got young Lawrence Fishburne. When he was still Larry Caruso. Fishburne. Yeah, right. Caruso's yeah, fucking Caruso. great. Caruso and Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes on this review, on this rewatching, are the best things about the movie. Caruso, uh, I always knew Caruso was the best thing about it, but like I watch it again, like Wesley Snipes is great. Larry Fish, Lawrence Fishburne, who I thought was the best thing about it, is, is a little over the top. What's this for? The bullet holes, motherfucker. Yeah, it's a little over the Where's top. Where's my root beer? I'm going to try to zoom through the rest of this. Yeah. I've went on a Sean Penn recent, uh, Sean Penn run recently. So The Pledge, which he directed, didn't happen. Yes, Nicholson. At Close Range. Carlito's Way. Maybe his best performance. I, I, yeah, I, I dig the Jim Crow. I don't love the movie, but his performance is yes, maybe the, his best performance. The panic right. cooked up Jew attorney with it, the It's so fucking love good. It. All right, to round out the list, sorry for taking so long. Okay. The Rental. Dave Franco's directorial. No, movie. you watched it. Good you fucking movie. Yes. I have it. I have it. Good I movie. It. I was shocked. Where, where can it work? I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, Dave, uh, Dave. Good movie. Dave Stevens. It's like a horror movie about yeah, Airbnb, it's like, right? It's like, play I, I watched, it's like a horror movie about Airbnb, It's good. Sort of. I, 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 quasi. Saw, I watched the trailer. Yeah, and good. I was intrigated. And I was like, all right. Good yeah, movie. Yeah. Really good. Worth a look. And then you mentioned it to us. Solid yeah. debut. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity like if this to is watch what, it. Like, it's better than anything James Franco's ever done. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, he's already off to a good start. Right on. So, my movie recommend is... Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> we told him this is going to be an EP. I was watched, a few beers in already. Just, this is, so this, this is, is going to go off the rails fast. This is the EP of the Film Effect podcast. <laughs> so, three of us I went, I've, I've watched a bunch lately, um, but I sat down, I think it was Tuesday, and I watched The Social Network for the first time in a few years. Mm. I forgot how much I fucking loved that movie. Really? And it's more than just the whole Facebook thing. Like, it's, it's just so well done. It feels like paint by the numbers venture to me. No. I don't get that movie. And I, I want think to, Eisenberg I, like, is... Uh, I need to rewatch it. I'm not, I'm, I hold out judgment on that movie. It's, it's on like, both Netflix and Hulu. It's... I, there's just something about that movie. It'll always get five stars in my eyes. I, I definitely want to rewatch. Here's the thing about I've Finch. been listening to Reznor and Ross's score this week too in my car. Yeah, those guys are amazing. That score is just so. It's yeah, one of my talk favorites. about like I don't want to say second life in your career, but like what 
Danny Elfman did. Like, yeah. Oingo Boingo broke up, and he's like, I'm just going to start But Nine Inch Nails swim. was a much bigger band than Oingo Boingo ever was. Like, right. For but but, doing, but, it's but kinda, still, they, they had, they had problems in their time and their genre, yeah. only to, you know, find a better career working in the same industry, but in a different aspect. Yeah, no, Does it's, that make it's sense? all, yeah, no, saying? absolutely. It's, like, it's amazing. I, I prefer Trent Reznor scoring and, a film, because I've seen Nine Inch Nails in concert. Yeah, I've still seen And it. I prefer listening to his scoring of a movie. I like both. I'm not, I, I like, you know, Nine Inch Nails, the first two albums. I and hate to be that guy, like, but. They're overrated. They're overrated, but the first two albums, Pretty Hate Machine and Wish, uh, The Downward Wait, Spiral, oh, yeah. are yeah. fucking great. And then the EP, throw the EP in there with Wish. Those three pieces of work are fucking great, and then anything after that I can do without. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty extraordinary what he's done. And there's a um, back to the social network. There's a certain scene in this movie I've always dug it, but holy shit, after watching it this past time this week, the um, there's a scene involving um, Jesse Eisenberg and um, Sean Parker, played by um, Timberlake. Timberlake, and they're at a fucking nightclub. And they're talking about, you know, the project and everything. And it's early on when Parker's introduced in the movie. And the sound design is just so unreal. There's like this, it's realistic as all hell. You can barely hear the actors. It's an act, It's the way a nightclub scene should be taken in film. Like the, the way they're talking in dialogue. And you kind of got to like chime in, listen closely because the music is just perfectly like, Overlaying their dialogue. Do they do it in subtitles? So no, there's no subtitles. It's, it's, they it's, don't it's baby like you the, at all. It's it's like um, imagine playing a video game where you turn the the, the, the music actors, volume up yeah. to hundred. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But the dialogue. The actors are talking movies. loud, like they're in an actual club. Right. Talking. There's it's a couple so of movies realistic. where they actually do subtitles, like Train Spotting right. did it. Go, and I think Go does it in one. Of the I'm trying to think. But there's a movie I want to say. Is it? Fuck! I used to know this off the top of my head. Train spotting was like the second to do it, and there's somebody who does it first, and I can't fucking remember what it is now. But anyway, yeah, the music's so loud, and you're in the club, and you're like, your friend can hear you, but if you're standing two feet away, you can't hear what the fuck they're saying. So you put the subtitles up, like you know that that's a good effect. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like it's the whole movie in general. Like it, it leaves the film ends really abruptly, but not in a bad way. I like the way the film ends abruptly. I haven't watched it, you know, since it first um, came out. I need to look at it. It's just, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've given know, it more than one or two. I have, I on definitely the, have on, it. on the Blu-ray. I'll probably, I think I'm, I think I have it over there somewhere. That's your homework assignment, you guys. Watch the sister. I will watch. I, look, I'm a Fincher Speaking fan. Speaking of man. homework, I watched Accepted last night. Nah, did you get around to it? You didn't get around to it? Are you doing an episode I, on it? Or are you just no, no, for shits no, and giggles? No, I'm going to wait for this guy to watch it. I've never seen it, by the I brought it up a couple weeks ago. Check it out. It's on Netflix. I think we were talking about how both Step Brothers and Joe Dirt grew on me over time. Like I didn't like them. I've never seen Joe Dirt. I still don't like Step Brothers. I forgot which episode. It was one of our recent episodes. No, you did talk about it. But I said, like, accepted fell that way to me, and maybe I should give it another run. All right. 40 minutes into the episode. You ready to fucking do this? That's my fault. No, no, no. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um... Yeah, I, I don't even have a witty introduction for this movie because it's, 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 it's <laughs> fucking, it, <laughs> it is what it is. Introduce the movie, you jag off. All right, here we go. I was a hell of a handicapper, I can tell you that. I had it down so good that I ran paradise on earth. I had one of the biggest casinos in Las Vegas to run. 
for Tangiers. You know, if I did it, I'd have to run my way. Nobody's gonna interfere with you running the casino, I guarantee it. Vicky, you're a guy. Make a lot of money for us. Or so keep a good eye on it. All right. Look at this place, it's made of money. What do you think about me moving out here? I just gotta tell you, it's no joke out here. You gotta keep a low profile. Right off the bat, they don't like guys like us. Oh, yeah! Oh. You like your money a lot, yes, don't you? Yes, a lot. Yeah, I want to settle down. I want a family. You got the wrong girl. You'll be set up for the rest of your life. You don't know me. What do you know me? Took three months. They had it all. They ran the show, and it was paradise while it lasted. They found a guy's head in the desert. That's no good. We got a problem. He doesn't listen to me. Maybe he should get lost for a while. Take a vacation. Can't make it any clearer, Sam. I would just get out. I'd try to do everything for you, even though I knew deep down inside you would bury me. I buried you. You buried yourself. I have to be able to trust you with my life. Can I trust you? Can I trust you? I will go to the FBI. I will go to the police. I am not protecting you anymore. You want me to get out of my own town? You only exist out here because of me. He's a loose cannon. No! Stop it! You realize what you can do? You can get us all killed? You want to get rid of me? Here I am. Go ahead, get rid of me. First time viewing <laughs> it's, it's just that. You see, this is actually uh, my, my first time. No, no, my first, it's my first time uh, since my first time. So technically, that's my second time. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to suck at it. So if I'm not up to, uh, I forgot we had shit to talk about before the actual <laughs> plot. That's how long oh, this episode is going. Today, <laughs> I'm not bitching. Jesus, relax. So first time viewing. First time viewing. Who wants to go first? Justin, we go first. I don't exactly remember. I was trying to think of this the other day. So, like, Goodfellas, I fucking had my ticket stub. Like, I knew exactly when it was. Casino, I think I got a sneak preview to. Okay. I was working at this place at the time. Best job I've ever fucking had in my life. I'd still be there if they were still open. J.E.K. And it was, like, a CD warehouse and a music warehouse. Albums. I remember you down at You know, it'd be, like, Russ Clark. Yeah, 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 Dennis Purcell. Yeah, I remember you guys just worked here down in Alisana Street. Alisana and Fells Point. The greatest point. fucking place. Like, we, we that. distributed music to all the music stores in the city. So yeah, like early guys, sound. I used to get, get hella vinyl. From yeah, me. like early sound garden. Like they, when they first the door, opened man. up, we would, like, give them I shit. I had a sublime 40 ounce to freedom thing. Right. And I, would, I used to get, like, you know, advanced copies of CDs and posters of movies and, C and uh, bands. And I, I'm pretty sure we got an advanced screening of casino yeah i think so if not then i must have saw it like opening night right like, uh, either way i was there the earliest fucking possible chance right got, right you know? so i don't remember exactly the first viewing i'll tell you the first viewing i was a little disappointed thought it was great but it was like literally i think i looked at whoever i went with and said 
He just remade Goodfellas. <laughs> that yes. was my now I'm gonna say as we yes talk about no. this right. as we talk about this for the next twenty hours <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna come my back opinion's around gonna come back around. But my first initial when I saw it that night was like I enjoyed it, but he remade Goodfellas. But that was my fl- initial. On the take. flip side, if Casino would have come out first, you would have been you'd have probably been blown away Ed, and said I remember he just remade my Casino. first interaction with Ed was on Facebook. I think you started the thread. It was about What's better, Goodfellas or Casino? Oh, uh, yeah. I remember. I remember oh, this is my first I interaction with you. I remember this. Because okay. okay. you were like, Casino. And I was like, really? And I was kind of surprised that anybody... Like, to me, it was just automatic that everybody... Like, it was almost like, why would you ask that? It's obviously Goodfellas. You know what I mean? And right. at the tail end of this episode, I will reveal my current thoughts. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All right. A teaser. I like that. But no, I was taken aback at first. I'm like, I thought it was just so obvious that it was Goodfellas, right? Yeah, and you were like casino, and I was, I was, in, I wasn't mad. I was intrigued. I'm like, like why? Dude, yeah, I was like, more. why? What the yeah, fuck? And I, I was, that was like it. our first interaction, like that we've ever had. That was that me. Thread. Yeah, that, that was me and my like. And I don't remember I the explanation, so I'm looking forward to hearing it again. But hey, guys, that was story time for this episode. <laughs> Tell me a story. Wait, like my story? No, not your story. A story. Since you can't keep your mouth shut long enough for me to read my paper, tell me a story. I don't think I know any stories. You don't know any stories? No. All right, I'll tell you a story. This is a newspaper, right? It's 90% bullshit, but it's entertaining. That's why I read it, because it entertains me. You won't let me read it. So you entertain me with your bullshit. Tell me a story right now. Go. Am I breaking the format? No, no, because I had I mean, none. Am I crashing the format? I had ball? none, so that was good. Okay, good. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> uh, my first time, I'll go next. Um, I saw it about a year after it came out. Uh, shout out to our listener, also Paul Short of ours, uh, Nick Nemphos, one of my childhood best friends. We went to his place, uh, me, him, and he probably doesn't even remember this, uh, our friend Kevin Topolsky. And we just... We had a day off school. It was a random afternoon uh, in the middle of the school year, and we made plans um, the year after it came out. So this was like tail end of 96, early 97, while I'm talking about the story. And um, just went to Nick's and watched his uh, double VHS that he had, because he, <laughs> he used to have uh, quite the VHS collection. And I'd say as far back as I can remember. Yeah, I think it was like it folded open. I hated the double VHS. I mean, yeah, you knew you were in for a good time because you were in for a good a long, long movie, movie, but like but having to fucking stop and pop that thing out, put the other one in. sentence. Oh, man. Christ, that I remember bitch. the first copy of uh, my, my, one of the first DVDs I ever bought was David Fincher 7. It was actually a flip disc. That's and you weird. had to turn it over yeah. in the middle of the scene. In where, the middle of seven? Seven's only an hour and a half long. I swear to God, I had to flip the disc. You remember the scene the where, 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 where Gwyneth Paltrow was sitting at the diner? I'm tone. about to have a book. And then yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you had to flip which you had to shit which which is talking to Freeman at the time. You had to flip What's in the, the book? <laughs> What's in the book? What's in the book? What's in the book? I gotta fucking flip. I what shit happened? You not my little snap case fucking copy. <laughs> That's bullshit. Something. I had to flip that for like a four-hour movie. I understand, but Seven's like not an epic. It's not fucking. It's Chimino's a talk. Or when, and a half. when the SWAT team breaks into that that decomposing corpse, then like, right. you flip it and then it jumps. jumps alive. That's not as scary as everybody said. <laughs> Worst possible yeah, that's time. oh, that blows. I remember, um, <laughs> I seem to remember Goodfellas being double cassette too, and Goodfellas, Goodfellas is only two hours and twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, I mean, eh. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, we went to uh, uh, Scarface Knicks one. and checked it out. Scarface was. That's a three-hour movie, though. That makes sense. Yeah, Scarface. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Sean. First time viewing. Uh, it's me and Big Daddy. Um, obviously, Golden Ring. Golden Ring. Shout out. <laughs> And, um, uh, gold it ring. wasn't Golden Ring? No, I think it was White Marsh. Oh, wow. No, White Marsh opened in 97. Oh, yeah, so it would have been Golden Ring. There you go, Golden um, Ring. Could have been East Point. Was East Point open there? East Point opened in May 95. Yeah, yeah, but where's I saw Starship Troopers at East Point. They my released first, by 97. My first yeah. movie at East Point was Casper. They would have been, they would have been, the, my first <laughs> movie at yeah. East Point was Gremlins. Um, they, but at that point, East Point would have been like the dollar movie theater, I thought, right? No, East Point's like... North Point North Point. I know, yeah, North, North Point. Point. You're thinking North Point. Yeah. yeah, so that's what it was. That's what it was. Me and, Big Daddy, me, me and Big Daddy went to East Point. I'm sorry, I was thinking of North Point where, where the Dundalk Yeah, I can see, cas- I might have seen Casino at East Point now that you that's, say uh, that. That's, that's, that's where I yeah, saw it. I might have. Me and Big Daddy because yeah. my early 20s. You would have came out there. And, yeah, okay, makes know, sense. It was like, my dad was my buddy. You know what I mean? So we were just like both going out there, karaoke bars, getting high, getting drunk, and going to check out Scorsese. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got banged up at fucking Applebee's and then went over to, uh, you know, to check the scene out. Just because it was, you know, it's the latest Scorsese flick. Yeah. And the first, I, I felt the same way, like, goddamn, he just remade. You know, Goodfellas. That was your initial. That was initially, yeah. yeah I'm like, I'm having fun with this. Right. Shit, I feel like I've been to this party exactly. already. Exactly. I'm having fun at this party, but I feel like I've been to this party right. before. Yes. Um, but then I took that flip side, like, well, what if it had, it had been inversed? Would I have had as much fun Ed, with Casino? That's what made me think of that. That that interaction with Ed, because he, Ed was like, well, I saw Casino first. Yes. Right. And that's what made me think. I was like, oh, that's like I it, that had never even what, occurred to me. So like I've been like, well, I'm I really like this mob movie, but didn't he just do the Vegas movie two years ago? Right. So like I that's that's how I always yeah. looked at it. Like I always came at it with that inverse mm-hmm. vision. Um. So no, I'm not mad at it. I, 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 I there's just there's it. The movie makes you fucking dizzy drunk. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about this. Um. It might actually. This is. I, I feel like icky even saying this. It might be a better made movie than Goodfellas. I it definitely is. It, I mean, it's it definitely like, is. like it's this polished. last watch, like he watching does it some again. in this film. Oh yeah. man, like yeah, I like I never like I always knew how good it was made, but like like how well it was made. But like yeah. this time when I watched it like a week ago, it fucking blew my face yes. off. I was yeah. like, whoa! I was ple- like last night I got home from you know being a fucking wedding reception. I get here about eleven thirty at night. I'm like, oh, I, I got to trudge through this thing for tomorrow. Right. Three hours. And it's not a trudge. No, yeah, it's, it's not. It's a fucking short. It's a quick three hours. It's a fun three hours. But I know what you mean. Right. Notes right. At a party I've already been to mm-hmm. before. And I'll be damned if I didn't have more fun at the party last yeah, night exactly. than I did the last time I went there six years ago. Right. So I'm with you both on that. It definitely feels like a more polished movie. He's trying some even... He's trying thing, new things. Yeah, and I've seen some new yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like now with the benefit of hindsight, mm-hmm. it was like in 96, it was like, oh, he just remade Goodfellas. Right. 20 years later, and we with get the, with the Irishman. With the, with the right kind of eyes. But also, when we get the Irishman, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, he's like telling a bigger story. Yeah. 
Like, and it's it's not that we're just now being clued in to what right. is overall fucking. And I think I talked about one. this last time, but it was like he always talked about with Howard Hawks when he did yeah, El Diablo, El Dorado, or he he did uh what's the first one Rio Bravo Rio Bravo El Diablo and Rio Bravo, and how Hawks was like kind of revisiting a theme, using similar visual language, yeah, similar characters. Had... He's telling a similar story, but he's coming at it from a like. He recognized that Casino was a, an off branch of of uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, it wasn't like it I'm, set it set in the same place, same ground. universe. Like right. like They're we had all the these sandbox. these uh, these universes now with like Marvel and DC. Like you can make an argument that some of these alters were doing the same thing 20, 30 years ago, placing these movies. Richard Linklater with the the before movies, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a cinematic universe where these things, even if they're not literally directly sequels... Yeah, these stories exist within yeah, concurrence, concurrence exactly. of each other. Right. And and this, that's... With the benefit of hindsight, I'm able to look at it. Yeah. Way. Especially yeah, after the Irishman and go, okay, this is, this right, is a but, story. And, but, these but are all parts at, of at that one point, story. Like, I, 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 I tend to think, like, well, now I know how my dad felt when he was walking out of the the, the theater scene, casino. What did he say? Do you have any, like, that you remember? He, not, he, he didn't see the whole ripping of the Goodfellas thing the way that I did. He just he, saw it as a standalone. He, yeah, he's, right. he, he looked at it through older eyes. That's the way you're supposed and, to be able to see any movie, right, in my opinion. Right. It should yeah. be a standalone. Was, he, that was my was, thing with Army of the Dead. It should be, like... I shouldn't need the cinematic Dad to come away like a blank slate. Right. Like, well, son, I, you know, because we would, like, our, our thing was we'd go to Applebee's and have some drinks before the movie, go watch a movie, go back to Applebee's and have some fucking, you know, grub and more drinks mm-hmm. while we, we killed some time before going home. Yeah. Didn't discuss a movie. No. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, he, he didn't see the whole uh, he just remade Goodfellas and he's like I just saw a really cool slick right that's the part of being like a movie buff sometimes is like is that you start looking you you start seeing all the outside shit how the movie was made right and that's you know like all that behind the scenes drama like blessing but also a curse right yeah like don't get on this side of the microphone you can't. All right. You can't just watch a movie for no. what it is. You right. take all that other you shit. Feel into like it. You feel like you you got to be going to work. Right. Well, not yeah. not that. It's just it's, that you take all that other shit. It's not right. right. It's always fun to me to do all that and like. But you can't, it all you can't untrain your brain. Exactly. You can't untrain. You your can't brain. unsee it once you've seen it. Yeah, exactly. and I always feel like I'm being pretentious whenever I'm talking about movies and like people and like coworkers yeah, or whatever. It probably is pretentious. So what? You know? So what? It's fun. I'm into something. It's fun. Like, I like something. Yeah, exactly. Like, who gives a shit? Right. So let's be pretentious together and talk about casino, yeah, why shall not? we? So yeah, yeah, let's rope this bitch in. Here we go! All right. Here we go. Film opens with the text adapted from a true story, 1983. Before we see Robert De Niro's Sam Rothstein exiting a building and entering his car while a voiceover tells us, when you love someone, you've got to trust them and give them the keys to everything that's yours. Otherwise, what's the point? I made a note here about how Rothstein's a fucking clothes horse. <laughs> yeah. Entire fucking film. I'm going to talk in a few minutes about like the some of the production. Design. Yeah, exactly. The, the, Produ- the like, some just in general, like the, the production get that out of the, of the movie. Way before yeah, we the got costume design is fantastic. Fucking world. fantastic. Yeah, it's the great. Whole 
production. And, and I wrote that same about. opening line down there because I think that's the under, that's the underlying movie. theme of the movie is trust. Yeah, I, I want to say that. It's a movie about trust in the end. Yeah, yeah, oh, trust yeah. is highlighted in here somewhere. The kind of love he had. He turns the car on and suddenly it explodes, leading us to the movie's opening credit sequence set to fire and flashy Vegas lights. Like I read, there's neon credits in a really. The, the opening credits is fucking amazing. The start, it kind of reminds me of uh, I forget. Uh, I want to say James Toback, but the guy that used to do like the Bond intros and shit. You know what I mean? Back in the uh, day, Saul Bass did Saul, Saul Bass, Bass. Did he do the like James Bond? It's, it's, you know what I mean? I know the what you mean. Like Saul a, a guy who specialized in opening. Right, credits, right, 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 right. It, it has. I think Saul like, Bass might have actually done it. That might have been the last thing that he did the credits. Like, I remember like there being a movie where Saul Bass did the credits. And it was, uh, it was like, um, a big um, deal. Um, Spielberg's flick. Did okay, so it wasn't. Can. Okay, was that really? Was that it? Yeah, I thought it was a bigger movie than that. Okay, but I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, did like the kind of falling yeah. through the, That's the atmosphere the thing. of the story. And I was just going to talk about yeah. that. So, like, again, I, I know I talked about this last time, but, like, I think going into any Scorsese movie, you have to take the Catholic angle into effect. Mm. And, like, he's just a very Catholic filmmaker. So the movie starts, like, okay, so it's set in Vegas, which is Sin City. So yeah. that tell you, right, there's, there's a, a, a connotation. <laughs> he blows up. And he's spinning through the air through like hellfire. Yeah, yeah because it looked like Bruce Willis getting lost. You see, like hell, he's like spiraling through hell. And think of the the part where that happens. The bomb is really the end of the movie, right? So it's after what you're about to see is all happened to him, and he's literally and figuratively in hell. Like his life is a fucking. That being said, like every week, spoiler alert. Oh yeah, I mean, come on. (laughs) If you haven't seen this movie by now, fuck off. Why are you? So anyway, he's spiraling. <laughs> and I was curious about the music because I'm like, all right, that opera. That like, opera. What is that? So I looked it up. It's a piece, it's obviously. The, it's, it's, um, it's a Bach piece, J.S. Bach. Okay. The Passion, where I wrote it down here because I know I'm not going to remember all. It's the it's Passion very of St. Matthew. It's, it's a passion piece, which it's is weird. Strong. Because passion pieces, passion stories usually deal with Christ. I don't think this is a Christ story so much. It's a fall of man story. Which it's, is Genesis. That's the very, literally the first the fucking thing in the Bible. Yeah. There's not necessarily it's a resurrection. It's a false story. Yeah. There's no res- it's a false yeah. story. So, like, I'm wondering why he chose that piece, which is about is a passion piece. But, again, the only reason I bring any of this up is I think it adds a layer to it. You don't have to look at it this way. This is me being, a, like, a, you know, a stroking my beard, like, filming yeah. it. Like, like I'm, be- I'm being pretentious, which you mentioned. There you go. Dumbledore. Look at it for what it is, like your dad did. He walked out and he just saw a fucking kick-ass gangster movie. That's right. God the way bless. I see it is you're opening my eyes to something. God though. bless. So go on, man. But if you can add an extra layer, is my opinion, if you can look at these things and add layers to them, it makes it more fun. It's the only looked, reason I'm doing it. Not to be, a, no, no, not to be a pointy-headed geek. No, no, no it makes I've total been, sense. I've never yeah, looked at yeah, it like that it. way, and that's why I love it when the three of us get together. Yeah. 
Because it's like putting six sets of eyes on the scene. Right, exactly. We're going to see something only. different. You know you're you know? in one and hell of an episode. And then the good that gives crew. you two other reasons to go back and look right, at Right, exactly. Look at that. So the next order. time you watch the movie, look for this. It's, it's, Scorsese's right. a Catholic filmmaker. Because like, you guys tell me about a film, and I'll watch it twice. Yeah, go back and look at it. Because I'll take you know, I'm, I'm looking at what Ed's looking at. Yeah. But then I'm also curious about what Justin was right. talking about. And that's why I love this fucking, the, 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 like, this is... It's camaraderie. Yeah, it's just, it's like... It's fun. It, it's, it, it really is like yeah. a fucking educational And my whole thing with and doing And hopefully it, anybody who's fucking listening. Yeah, exactly. It's fun to sit here and bullshit with your friends and drink beer and talk about movies. But, like, if, if you can, like... There's, I, there's, I, I, I like cur- something away. I like curation. I like when people say, hey... Like, I always love making mixtapes or mix CDs for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check yeah, out, yeah. and then when somebody gives you something, you check it out. You learn something. Right. You teach somebody about something maybe they didn't know. Like, that's... Enlighten through, enlightenment through environment. Right. Not not to be hoity-toity or pretentious about right. it, but cool. it's just fun as a person to share something with another person. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know? So, like, when I add these layers to it, you might go, this guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's... That, that and I accept that. That's fine. But I'm really, like, just trying, like... It makes it, I'm, for me, it makes it more fun to see these other things there. And if they're yeah. not there, whatever, then I'm a kook and I'm just seeing things that aren't there. But if you can see that too, I, I think I think these things are purposeful. That is why I'm saying, like, I don't think I'm just reading bullshit into it. I think right. Scorsese is famously, like, a guy who wanted to join the monastery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So his, look at that movie Silence he did. did. Right, it's a, he did the, last, thing, the like, Last Temptation of Christ. Like, love that film. Kondun, he makes specifically, he makes specifically religious movies, but if you watch any of his other movies, the religion is the cat, the Catholicism is there. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, and it, yeah I, think yeah. We, I think we talked about it before. Is like his way of making atonement. For, yeah, maybe, you know, yeah. For, I mean, for having the bad thoughts or making the hard Right, could movies, be, whatever. It's his way of still getting in good with God. It's there. Like, he sees you know? things in a very, like, good and bad. And, I, and not to simplify, because he, he, like, adds layers to it that make it, like, the art that it is. But he's into those, like, biblical good and bad, good versus evil stories. Yeah. And, like, I see this as a fall of man story. And it, yeah, it starts... Def- definitely It is. starts with that hellfire and ace... Spinning again, like yeah, we talked about. A, it's not even a Lazarus because, like you said, there's 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 no phoenix arising. Well, Lazarus is the guy who flew too close to the sun, so you could say that's what Ace did. Ace was because Ace was flying high for a while, and he even had a show called. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about that specifically, <laughs> but um, I don't. know, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, let's move on because again, I'm like so. We see Ace, which is uh, Sam's nickname. Sometimes I'll call him that in this episode. So Ace uh, at his casino with his voiceover telling us that he was a hell of a handicapper. He was so good that whenever he bet, he could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. And that he was given the keys to the Tangiers by the only kind of guys you could get him that kind of money. $62,700,000 to be exact. And I did the I did the math, so I went and looked at, at what that would like, what the estimated value of that was mm-hmm. with currency. Let's let's call it nineteen what sixty. I think the movie's from seventy to eighty. Seventy six, okay. I think. Is it seventy six? I thought it was as early. Or maybe as 70. maybe seventy. I don't know. It ends in eighty three. So it was right around that. Sixty three million was right around a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. 
in 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 that current economy. It right? was a At serious chunk of cheddar. Yeah, it was more than sixty-three million to be worth today. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. It was it was four to five times mm -hmm. would be worth today. So he mentions even with you know having Nikki, played by Joe Pesci, his best friend, and Ginger, his wife, played by Sharon Stone, by his side. Um, he doesn't know all the details, but in the end, they fucked it all up. He continues to tell us about how every sucker comes to town to lose their money and then mentions the desert that surrounds Vegas, full of lots of holes that solved a lot of their problems. Uh, I made a note here of the, how much I fucking love this flyer shot of Vegas at, the, at night. All you it's see like a model, just, right? That model shot? Yeah, it's the yeah. surrounding darkness. Yeah, all you yeah. see yeah, is that, light. Is, that is a very it's nice great shot. It's just that glimmering city of sin in the middle of the inhospitable desert that's yeah, designed that's to that's suck all your shit. So then uh, Pesci's voiceover comes in, Nikki, uh, telling us about how being prepared when you're in the desert, digging holes, got to be careful because uh, it can sometimes take 45 minutes and uh, you don't want anybody else coming, otherwise you'll be digging more holes. Um, then we're back at the Tangiers, 10 years earlier, so it's 73. By the way, De Niro's voiceover calls Tangiers Paradise on Earth. Another yeah. taking it back to Genesis reference. Now, yeah. Think okay. think of Genesis as you watch this movie. There's a yeah. lot of like it's it's telling that story basically. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh ten years or earlier. Gamora. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh Sam is starting up his new job as head of head of the Tangiers, hiring Don Rickles, Billy Sherbert as head of security, as well as the best of the best. Gonna fucking love Rickles. Yeah, yeah, I made a Rickles note of his the fucking shading grin. I love the, it. The comedian, he's, he's, got, he's got hardly any dialogue in it's this. It's just film. all looks and presence. Yeah. And, and it, like, like you, it's, I, I made a note of the irony of Scorsese hiring the world's most famous loudmouth and keeping him fucking quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. you and it's I are a sense big of irony there. Oh, yeah. Like, you wanted, you kind of wanted to see Rickles just tear into somebody. But, but he does. He never he does. Just, he just does. He never does. Look, and he still pulls it off. Yeah. I mean, like, he reminds me of, like, a drunken uncle on <laughs> Thanksgiving. Like, I just want to go give him a big old fucking house. Right, yeah. He's like, like, a, like a little bulldog. <laughs> right. I made a note of the comedian. So it's Rickles, Alan King. Alan King, yeah. Dick yeah. Smothers. Yep. Kevin Pollack. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then Stephen Edie Gourmet appear in yeah. like a scene. Yeah, yeah. Like he pulls out Steve. a lot of like old. Not that uh, Kevin Pollock's an old comedian, but a lot of well, old right, he's, right. But he's but he, older he, he still pulls, <laughs> yeah. pulls off that horse belt. <laughs> he, he is deal. he is in that in that mold. You know? yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Maybe Steve not that at this time, but it was back then, right? I caught Steve Allen's only like a blink and you'll miss it at the fucking restaurant later. Stephen Eady, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's when when Nikki has his legit restaurant, the leaning, yeah. the leaning towers. The leaning it's a great name. His legit restaurant, Stephen Eady, you're at the uh, at the table, and he goes and says hi to him. And everybody shows up because hey, Scorsese's in town. And he's filming a movie. And right. We all live here anyway. So. so he says the job made them lots of cash. What do you think they were doing in the middle of the desert? All that money, as we're showing, all the money being generated and divided. Uh, they're only the winner. They're only. No, they're the only winners. They yeah, want, like they want your are money. Rage just for us to get your money. Yep. <laughs> they just keep you stuck there until want. you're broke. Right. <laughs> then they let you leave. Uh, so then we see them, uh, we see the courtroom where all the money goes. Even Sam couldn't get inside because it's so off limits. I mean, the count room, not courtroom. 
Yeah. Uh, we then hear Nikki talk about uh, there being so much money and how everyone was skimming the cash right under the boss's nose. He's like, God forbid you make a mistake and forget to steal. Yeah, steal from yourself. <laughs> yeah. They do short counts, they lose fill slips, they'd even take cash right out of the drop boxes. And it was up to this guy right here, standing in front of about $2 million, to skim the cash off the top without anybody getting wise, the IRS or anybody. Now notice how in the count room nobody ever seems to see anything. Somehow somebody's always looking the other way. Now look at these guys, they look busy, right? They're counting money, who wants to bother them? I mean, God forbid they should make a mistake and forget to steal. Meanwhile, you're in and you're out. Pass the Jagoff guard who gets an extra C note a week just to watch the door. I mean, it's routine. Business as usual. In, out, hello, goodbye, and that's all there is to it. Just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with a suitcase. Now that suitcase was going straight to one place, right to Kansas City, which was as close to Las Vegas as the Midwest bosses could go without getting themselves arrested. That suitcase was all the bosses ever wanted, and they wanted it every month. Uh, no one else ever sees anything, and people are constantly looking the other way. I love the bit about Nikki talking about the, the counters and how they did more than just count the money. They made it, they made sure they got some for themselves. Oh, and yeah. like at this point, we're almost like fifteen minutes in. We've not we've only heard Pesci. Like, he hasn't even shown up on screen yet. Right. But you just feel his presence. Like, I almost feel like he... Like, I made a note. Did Pesci do this role on a dare? Like, Scorsese just dared him. to like, I'll bet you can't outdo Nicky Santor. Well, this, yeah, and that... No, this is Nicky Santor. I Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. I bet you can't outdo Tommy DeVito. And see, DeVito. That's, that was one of the things the first time I saw it. I was like... He just fucking did Tommy again. But he's, but he's, but like, like more. It was like Tommy Plus, right? Yeah, yeah and I was yeah. like, what the fuck? It was almost like, I wish. So here's the thing. Like, I've actually had this thought like in my head. So like, do you hire a different actor, and then they go kind of like over the top, and they, and, and, then, like, well, and then everybody goes, well, he's just doing Pesci from Goodfellas. Like, fuck, fuck you. Right. Or do you just get Pesci to do like? Do it again, right? He's like, like it's kind of um, like need, a no-win right. situation. I need you to yeah. do that voodoo that you do, right? So exactly. Well. So it was, that's what it so is. So it was like Pesci did it great. He's fucking fantastic in this movie, but like you kind of feel like oh, I've seen him do it before. You know, like that's again, that's the conundrum. It. Like if it, if it had been if the you other had way seen around, it exactly, so, like Ed right, did, right, right, right. It, it'd probably be completely. So in the end, like, I just got to go. You know what? I got to separate it from all that exactly. bullshit. Exactly. Take it for what it is. Yep. It's yep. a great performance. It's, and I, I, I wouldn't want anybody else. Right. No, it is it is what it should be. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't want anybody else. Uh, the, movie, the movie focuses on one guy who we see enter the count room and exit with a briefcase full of cash heading for Kansas City, the closest place to Vegas in the Midwest that the bosses could go without getting arrested. Uh, that money is all the bosses wanted. And so they wanted it every month. Them little suitcases. Yes. Yep. And this ties in the... To the Irishman, in a way, because they go to great pains to tell you how the Teamster loans, the, the Teamster, like the dues. And yeah, the day, that's right. They would fund the casinos with that money. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Which yep. is a big chunk of what the Irishman. Right, right. So, I, And I remember last night watching this thinking like, wow, in some weird other universe, this guy is working on the Teamsters end. And this deal with Frank is, Sheeran. Right. It's, you know, I'm like, wait, these dudes, how, 
they're, they're like doppelgangers yeah. existing on the same planet. Yeah, so it, you know? it, again, when you with the benefit of hindsight, we can go back and see these three Right, and which what we got to do when we get together in a few months for the Irishman, yeah, we, we have to do, do the, the same thing. Right. We got to separate ourselves yeah. from the thing. Um, we then see this guy get to uh, Kansas City with the case, and he goes to a grocery store market and goes to the bosses in the back with the cash Remo twice a month. That I also wanted to put here, uh, uh, point out the first of two Catherine Scorsese scenes. Yeah, no, she's not at the beginning. She's right? in this. They're in Kansas City. I thought no. about that too. They're at the uh, the, ball, the with Frank. What the hell is his name? Artie. Artie. Yeah. Artie. No, it's Artie. Yeah. Artie. This it's is deli. his point. This is his, his right. deli yeah, in yeah, Kansas the, City. Does she show up at and the that's beginning? A, yes. I don't remember I catch, at the beginning. She is. Yeah, no, at the end, it's, it's maybe my favorite scene in the movie when he's, like, already saying fuck. And, and like, she's just she's like, like, oh, oh. oh. And, and, you know, she was really like Yeah, that. Like, that was she, really her. Like, she it, didn't want that shit. maybe my favorite scene in the movie. She has no dialogue in this scene, but she's there cooking. She's cooking. Yeah, I buy that. Okay. So I put it there. I put Scorsese cameo. Uh, we're then introduced to Alan King's Andy Stone, a legitimate guy and powerful man. He even played golf for the president. Um, he's the head of the Teamsters Pension Fund. He, he also took orders, and when he was ordered to give a pension to Kevin Pollock's Philip Green, he didn't ask any questions and did what he was told. Uh, Kevin Pollock's Kevin, uh, Philip Green here, he's the boss's front man. Uh, he didn't know anything, didn't want to know anything. Didn't talk, didn't ask questions, just did what he was told. Um, he got pushed around a lot for it, apparently. He was also, he, he placed uh, Ace, Sam Rothstein, in charge of the Tangiers Hotel. He's the guy who did that. All he had to do is change his job title every 30 days so that he doesn't, since he doesn't yeah, have to uh, First, you're an uh, entertainment director, and then you get to be a uh, Food, you're applying for food and right. beverage. Yeah. Which so at some point in the, every the month he had to change his title. And, and I think we hear all these different titles. Right. Right. Yeah. Now all they needed was somebody they could trust to run the casino. And who better than Ace? I mean, he was already in Vegas a couple of years and he had the fucking place clock. A typical Ace. Give him a shot at running a casino and he tries to talk you out of it. I don't know if I could do this even if I wanted to. The gaming commission would never give me a license. I have at least two dozen gambling and bookmaking pictures on me. You don't have to have a license to work in a casino. All you gotta do is apply for one. The state law says that you can work in a casino while they're processing your application. They got a 10-year backlog. But what happens when they do find out? Why would they want to find out? We're putting a hundred million into this desert here. Why would they want to lock us out? Besides, you'll never find out. All you gotta do is keep changing your job title, like uh, from casino executive to food and beverage chairman. And what happens is they take your application, they put it at the bottom of the pile. I know guys been working there for 30 years, don't have a license. It's a tough proposition, Andy. You know, if I did it, I'd have to run it my way. You got it. I'm serious, no interference. Nobody's gonna interfere with you running the casino, I guarantee you. Everybody's talking to say, Not enough. And that's how they got Ace to take over. They wanted him because Ace ate, slept, and breathed gambling. They worked out a real cute job title, too. Tangier's Public Relations Director. But the only thing he ever directed was the casino. He made his first bet when he was 15 years old, and he always made money. But he didn't bet like you or me. 
you know, having some fun with it, shit like that. What the hell did you learn how to do? He felt like a fucking brain surgeon. Place the checks properly. That's the way you do it. Yes. He had to know everything, this guy. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. So uh, Sam tells uh, Andy Stone that he wants to do it his way, if that's the way it is, with no interferences running the casino. And he's dressed to the fucking nines. There is not a scene in this movie where De Niro, like, like the guy had to put band-aids on before he got dressed so he could, <laughs> wouldn't cut himself because he was looking so fucking sharp. Even his pajamas and robe in Act 3 are, like, better looking than anything I got in my fucking You walk around like John right fucking Barrymore in <laughs> a fucking pink robe and a fucking cigarette holder. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I no. I specifically wrote that down. Oh, so motherfucker, you! Uh, Nikki's voiceover explains that the bosses wanted Sam for the job because he was the perfect candidate for it. He ate, slept, and breathed gambling. Yep. Tangier's public relations director was the title that he's given, but the only thing he ever directed was the casino. He made his first bet when he was 15 years old, and he always made money. He bet like a fucking brain surgeon, he says. He knew everything. <laughs> Even if the quarterback at the football game was on coke or if his girlfriend was knocked up, yeah, he, knew where he even judged based on the reports. fucking wind blow. Yeah. And then the, the other type, guys... The type of wood in the, on the Yeah, yeah he knew court. every fucking detail. Somehow. Like, which right. is crazy. But then, and then the other guys would bet based on whatever... Like, yeah, they found like McConaughey and, and two and, for the morning. And I started. Th- I, I did. I started thinking back. Like me okay, too. Now I see where where was it where making Walter, sense now? Right. Okay. Was, where this sports advisory thing would come from. So it did. It came. I was going to bring that up. Thank you for shining the light, gentlemen. But yes, I did think back. Like okay, now I understand why guys may voluntarily give these pe- people money right. on an honor Yeah, I mean, system. it's it's not just like just system. guessing it, like, okay, yeah. well. Right, right, but my, my whole thing is, if, if, you, if you listen to our Two for the Money episode, you know, I was confused as to how these dudes got paid. Was it like based on honor? How do you know what your percentage right. was? How do I know what you gambled and what you won? Right. You know, now I, I made a little more sense towards Yeah, it. the guys who were good at it made a name for themselves. Right. Yeah. So you, you Point being, he was a cash register who always yeah, made bets and they made looked at him like a cash register. They say he made more for Remo in a, in a weekend, weekend than they could than make Nikki in a did boosting in a month. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what he said. So we then see the big boss, Remo, who loves Sam because he makes them so much money. He's seen pulled. Uh, he's seen pulling Nikki aside and has Nikki watch over Sam so that he doesn't. Uh, so that he can continue, you know, to make them lots of money. And this, I, w- I want to bring up a point here. There's, there's, Scorsese gets away with a little bit of um, derogatory terms. The Golden Jew. The Golden, yeah, golden Jew. Jew. Yeah. And it comes up even more throughout the film. But yes, the first time is with the Golden Jew. There's a big emphasis he, on Nikki's part of Ace's Jewishness. Right. It but, comes up multiple times. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's epithets being slurred out there that either A, he's getting a pass on because it's Scorsese. 
or do you feel it's because of the era that it was? It was released? twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. So yeah, we definitely weren't, we, era. We weren't all, it was more. It was more era than it was era. Than, than yeah, that was that was exciting. Okay. A lot of movies were getting away of a lot of things. Back right, then. right. Like, and like if you we, think about you it, you could fucking like smoke said, cigarettes in movies back then. Yeah, yeah, right. They just said Cruella, like she couldn't smoke cigarettes because that's She's Disney's. Got, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no, like that was a big. Cruella doesn't smoke a cig. She can, but she can't because that's Disney's edict that they don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, a, that's, they, they made this fucking character. And see, right? we were going to watch yeah. Cruella when we were done recording this, and now I feel like we now I'm, too, I'm checked out. I don't want to watch it anymore. She doesn't, doesn't smoke. Doesn't we're feeling checked it'd be out. The same character because, <laughs> like you said, edict. It's a compromise. Because let's face it, we, we've said this before. We'll say it again till our fucking blue in the eyeballs. But you can't make blazing saddles today. Yeah, no. Never God no. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, you know. Um, so, so it's more the era than the old tour. Absolutely. Uh, well, it's probably a little bit of both to be right. honest. Like, well, he'd be, yeah, he'd probably got a little bit more of a pass. Because day, I'll bet you, like, like I'll bet you the Irishman. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I bet the Irishman had a few like guineas or like. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but, but, but this is you know what I mean. Like I'm I'll bet there's not to mention that was a Netflix movie. You can get away with a lot more. But I, I think it's a little bit of both. Like an up and comer might have trouble getting away with that sort of thing. Pulling that off. Right. So uh, Sam tells us about how he always made book and Nikki collected. How did he collect? Well, we see Nikki, along with Frank Vincent's Frank Marino, confront the guy who insults Sam over a nice pen. Is this your pen? This is my phone. I'm in late night. Hi, Sam. Yeah, late night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck out of here. Late night. Late night. Eight. Eight. He don't know nobody else. Well, how come I late night? So that's you're a jagger. Not this. Oh, this what? Is yours? Your pen? Yeah, that's my pen. Why? Oh, it's a nice pen. I just didn't know what it was. I thought it was yours. I didn't want it to get lost. Well, oh, thank you. Why don't you take that fucking pen and shove it up your ass, you fucking jag off? What's that? You hear, you hear a little girl, Frankie? You hear a little girl, Ace? Is that a little fucking girl? What happened to the fucking tough guy? I told my friend, stick it up his fucking ass. Huh? I don't want you to lose it. Yeah, the guy. You take that pen and stick it up your fucking ass, you jag off. Yeah, the guy calls Sam a jag off. So jag off was new the way whacked was in Goodfellas. Like, like this movie introduced jag off into the vernacular the yeah. way Goodfellas introduced whacked. Yeah, because you. I never heard jag off. Yeah, I've we, heard jack all. You yeah, fucking we, we jack, jack off. Was. I never heard jag off. Right, right, yeah. We'd, we'd throw the G in yeah, there. Yeah, that, that, that was like great. You were just a fucking masturbatory you fucking jag off. So yeah. Nikki comes yeah. over and stabs the guy over and over <laughs> with a fucking <laughs> pen. Until he, he cries on the floor. Like 16 times with that fucking pen. He's this was, whimpering like a little girl. <laughs> this was the first time in the movie, that was my first viewing, where I had a problem with the movie. Because I was like, all right. We saw this happen. It's to Tommy Bass. DeVito plus, right? Like, and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, this is all. This is already all feeling very. Because this is the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie, right? And Frank Vincent hasn't even shown up right. on the radar yet. And I'm like, this is all feeling very Goodfellas <laughs> to me right now. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was feeling a little dejected 
on my first like you meal. feel like you just bought you you reap off the same thing exactly so yeah. it, I was like I I'll wasn't my first I was and I'm gonna contrast my too. first viewing with viewing it again a week ago right. right so my first viewing like I wasn't loving it up until this point because it was feeling very derivative yes you know yes yes I felt that way and, my, and again my father was like I fucking love hey, it this, I that's all he just stabbed the guy in the neck with, with by the way I'm gonna keep saying this too your father had the right fucking reaction this guy just stabbed somebody in the neck with a fucking pen. This is right. the best thing I've ever seen in my right. life. Mm. Right. Big yeah. Daddy knew what he no, was Big Daddy was right. Like he had the right reaction. We're we were being eggheads and <laughs> right. reading too much yeah. into it. We were. Big Daddy had the right reaction to the movie, which is where I'm gonna kinda end yeah. all this. So. Yeah. so about regarding Nikki, Sam says that he just keeps on and on and doesn't stop. You yeah. beat Nikki with a knife, he comes back with the gun. And if you beat him with the gun, then you better kill him because he keeps coming back and back until one of you is dead. They come back with multiple shovels at one point. <laughs> so as soon as Sam takes over his job at the casino, the entire place doubled his money. He then explains how he's got to keep certain people happy in order for him to continue working in Vegas without issues. This is when we see Joe Bob Riggs. <laughs> yeah, or credited as John Bloom. <laughs> trying to get professional with the fucking name yeah. and not use his side name. So, yeah, um, Joe Bob Riggs here playing um, Don, Don Ward. Ward. Uh, Slots he, manager. Yeah. Um, he's the fumbling cousin of the state's gambling senator. Sam's forced to employ the guy. Uh, we're then told about billionaires. Let's stop real quick. Let's go back. Joe Bob Riggs. At this point, mid-90s, I'm seeing this guy in this movie, and the first thing I'm saying is, Joe Bob Riggs, Monster Vision. Right. Does anyone know how he even got this job? What happened here? Like, what our thoughts are? Of the, I mean, I love Joe Bob Riggs. I'm a big fan. Well, that was personally. when he was big, wasn't it? Like the mid '90s is when he kind of yeah. like, was at the height of his popularity. Hey, but a syndicated like, monster age. show on TNT got him a gig. But I mean, he was—he wasn't. He was, I'm not saying he was Brad Pitt. Like he was well, never a superstar. Right, but right. like he was like sort of like known. Oh, he was known at one point, and like maybe Scorsese was like, "Hey, I dig what you do. I'm making yeah, a movie. Come be like, like I a mean, small I mean, let, Let's face it, you know." Because I want to do that other aside from aside from that show, he he had other little like drive-in movie type shows, right? Where he highlighted what and we, it was fun, like what, movie what fans like that kind of right, right, exactly. So, movie fans so, dug it. It makes sense to Scorsese with when like, he did. Hey, look, you know you're you got the same. We have a similar eye. Exactly. Um, I got something you can shoot over the weekend, right? Why don't you come yeah, and do a couple? Of that's the way I days. picture it taking place. And he probably, you know, he probably lived like ninety minutes away from the set, so yeah. it wasn't you know issue for right. You know, fucking you know A and R. And why wouldn't you do it? Right. Scorsese it's tells not, you to take a shit on film. You're uh, gonna do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll right. just take six percent of the gross. Because I want to say this is around the time. Maybe it was a personal choice, and he wanted to branch out. Because I remember seeing him two years later, and I just looked it up to confirm it. He was in fucking Face Off. Yeah, he did a, a few a, movies. It wasn't like this was a one shot. You know, like maybe he wanted to. Ha he like I mean, had he his sights on being he was, a real he was, actor. He was or something. in the industry, right? And you know, if he couldn't get anything more than like a supporting role in a B level drive-in horror flick, fuck it. I might as well host a show about B level drive-in horror right. flicks. I'll be in one. I'll be. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be. A, I'll be a TV host and still get you know, still make money in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fun little like th this movie has a ton of those uh, like fun little roles. So we're then told about billionaires who come to the casino and take two million dollars along with soaps and towels from the upstairs. The whales, rooms. 
Yeah. Yeah, Sam has the power of their of their plane, fake, uh, fake an issue to bring them back to uh, the continue gambling and uh, to make that $2 million, and then some. Take them broke. Yeah, uh, you gotta keep the, them playing so they keep coming back. The longer they play, the more they lose, and in the end, uh, they get it all. It's a whale like K.K. Hichikawa who plays $30,000 a hand in Baccarat. That's the one you really gotta watch. He plays fast and big, and he has the cash and the credit to turn out your lights. About a year ago, he cleaned out a couple of casinos in the Cayman Islands. Downstairs, he takes us for two million, and upstairs, he takes free soap, shampoo, and towels. Another billionaire cheapskate who loved his free rooms, free private jets, and two million of our money. But we got him back. I had our pilot tell him the plane was on the fritz. What the hell went wrong? I'm awfully sorry. This is I can't problem. understand it. These mechanical things, you know they happen. Hey, better here than uh, up there, you know what I mean? Then he missed the commercial flights connecting with Japan. We got him back with a whole floor of room to himself. Sorry, Mr. Plane. I think that's my money back. No, no, no. No gambling. And once he was back, he played small. He bet 1,000 a hand instead of his usual 30,000 a hand. But I knew the trick with whales like Ichikawa was that they can't bet small for long. He didn't think of it as winning 10,000. He thought of it as losing 90,000. So he upped his bets. Until he dropped his winnings back and gave up a million of his own cash. In the casino, the cardinal rule is to keep them playing and keep them coming back. The longer they play, the more they lose. And I mean, with a lot of what he's doing here, showing like he's you notice how he like really plays with the Dutch angles in this movie. I didn't notice the Dutch angles in this. It there's I, I don't know are there Dutch angles I know there's some well sort Dutch of angle like, being like like the entirety of Battlefield Earth or the yeah, um, right the the, the the tilted shots of uh, Cape Fear when like I, I one one of my favorite moments in his remake of Cape Fear or the scene in Mission is, Impossible with Cruz and uh, the guy who plays Kittredge in the opening in France or wherever they are yeah, there's nothing like, but Dutch angles it's where it's like tilted like this like like he, yeah yeah you no know, I, he, he, I know what you mean. He he, he Is there a he, lot of that in the casino though? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Not, not, not that it's a notice. lot. No, no, no. Not that it's a lot, but the way that he the because let's face it, guys, this is a montage tastic film. Yeah. Like because a lot of his stuff is just long shots of cross cutting through mm -hmm. time. You know, in one continuous take, Ace changes clothes three fucking times. Yeah. But it's because you're so fucking fast cinema This drunk. might be... And what he does is he shoots a couple of those, like, they're quick shots, but it's almost like subliminal that there's Dutch angles in there. This might be the best editing that Thomas Schumacher has I, I, ever Yeah, done. it's because I... And that's saying more, a lot, because every one of our movies are fucking mind-blowing. Right, but, but like in this one movie, time where I've noted in here, we're like, I feel drunk just watching yeah. this. Because it's twisted, or you know, mm -hmm. the the way it twists. Be beautifully around. edited. Man. Yeah, the story just corkscrews you through the fucking yeah. time, like you've been, like we talked before, like you've been fired out of the fucking gun, right? And you're just, you know, a speeding bullet yeah. to the finish line. Yeah, this and Goodfellas have that same thing in common. Yeah.
We're then told that in Vegas, everyone's got to watch everyone else. Since the players are looking to beat the casino, the dealers are watching the players. The boxmen are watching the dealers. The floormen are watching the bossmen. Yeah, the pit bosses are watching the floormen. Mm -hmm. The shift bosses are watching the pit bosses. The casino ma manager is watching the shift bosses. Sam's watching the casino manager, and the eye in the sky is watching us all. Yeah, so like he breaks down that hierarchy. Yeah, the, the first hour things. of the movie, though, is all about the hierarchy. It's, it's, it's exposition. You <coughs> spent act one in expository movie. Even after you meet Ginger, there's more of that, here's how this works. And, right. and they and get into the parking lot. Well, there, there's more. The God, there's more here because he's even got guys up in the fucking ceiling looking down. Right, guys with the, the the former gamblers who are looking with the binoculars to look right. for things. They know what the fuck. But like after Ginger's introduced, he does a whole sequence where like she's handing off money to the parking yes. valets That's because, because they're like tied this. into the yep. security guards who are tied into the what Vegas is, what police. What does that word say? Montage tastic. See, <laughs> this is exactly yeah, it's, it's a bit. The first hour of the movie does an amazing job of just setting up the the inner workings it's, it of the mob is, it's of like, Vegas of the people who work in the casinos. You know what I mean? It's just it's fucking amazing. Can you imagine Scorsese during the pitch? All right, Act One, exposition. Right, it is. And and that, I mean, it. That, that, and that's just the it. first hour of the movie is like exposition, but it's just <laughs> fucking great. Uh, so yeah, this is where we're introduced to Ginger Sharon Stone. Mm. Uh, she's being watched by Sam on the monitors, as uh, while she's on some sort of a hot streak. Uh, he sees her lifting and pocketing chips for herself from the guy she's with. When he when she goes to leave, her customer only pays her several chips, and says that he's been watching her steal from him all night. She wants her half of the cut that she made for him, so he takes all the chips and tosses them around the casino in front of Sam and his guys. Freeze frame on her with love is strange playing over the scene in exchange of yeah. that he's he's given. This um, is where again Scorsese plays with that soundtrack. And, oh yeah, was that and Mickey and Sylvia? Yeah, 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 like like the, like you're like I thought this was used best in Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Nope. Like, they kind of like, like that was their song, and then all of a sudden it was like, like, wait a minute, wow, this takes <laughs> no, it's right, Sam dude. and Ginger's because he yeah, right. he's, he's, he it's, tells it's us that he fell use. in love right there, but in Vegas, love costs money, so Sam tells us that Ginger's mission in life was money. A queen around the casino, she is. Now, I, I made a question here at some point, like during during this whole narration um, scene. With is that is that is that a Talking Heads song that's playing? There's no Talking Heads song. No, what I mean, song are you talking about? It's I, I don't know. I just it sounded the like Devo. There's sounded a Devo. Like Devo. Is that cover. Maybe maybe there's a few Devo, Devo songs, like, but the main like, Devo at song at is the cover. Where, where, where I can't give a satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. We're, no, I know that. I, I, right. I recognize that. But yeah, there's no the talking heads music in the movie. Okay, because for for whatever yeah, reason, no. whatever song's so playing, I can't um, remember what's playing. Um, I, 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 I swear I thought I, I, I heard David Byrne's voice. I don't know why. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, he was in town. You know, he lives up the street, or he used to anyway. So he explains how her job in Vegas... <laughs> is to be the best and most respected hustlers in town. Smart hustlers like her keep guys awake for days so that they go home to their wives broke. This is when Sam and Jenna's relationship is established. Uh, he's fully aware of her ways, but didn't care because he was in love. 
Uh, we then see her in action. This is what we were talking about. We see her slip a guard, a hidden one hundred dollar bill that's that's nice and, and folded. Yeah, it's uh, I like it because they fold it a little square. Yeah, I like yeah. It. But before that, Ace peels off two fifties right. just for her to go powder her nose, quote unquote powder her nose. And when she asked for change, had a couple slots on the way back. Yeah, right. <laughs> change? Oh, I had a few uh, games on the way back. But that was all bullshit. She just pocketed the cash. <laughs> and he tells us, uh, he tells the audience that he knew that she was yeah, right. but he, he didn't care. Bullshit, right. He didn't care because yeah. he was in love. Um, See, so yeah, the hundred, uh, he, she, um, he explains that she took care of the dealers, the pit bosses, the floor managers, but mostly she took care of the car parkers because they could get you anything, including security, so that she could operate. Uh, keeping them happy, always key. It's kickback city, he says. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is when we're introduced to her pimp boyfriend, uh, Lester. I wrote this. this James note, Woods. A simple, James fucking Woods. I wrote a simple one-line note. I miss James Woods in good movies. Yes. Thank you. Because he's always just, he pops up. Doesn't do as many roles as he did these days. Because he came... Because like, he can't keep his mouth shut on he Twitter. He became a right-wing kook. He can't which keep his should mouth shut on his, Twitter. Look, right. I don't agree with, like, 99% of what James Wood says politically, but it should be his right to spat that nonsense yeah. if he wants to and still get work. Like, he's a fucking great actor. Hire him to be an actor. Let him do his fucking thing in movies. And, and who gives a shit about, like, what he says to Fox News? Like, just tune yeah, We it were out, just man. talking about him recently on the show. I forgot what episode or a movie, but... I said it then. Um, I think the last thing I saw him in was that first season of Ray Donovan when he was the villain, and that was like yeah. eight nine years yeah. ago. I think it was. I think it was what I, I brought up. Uh, my weekly recommend was the James Woods thriller uh, Cop. Have you seen? Uh, yeah, Cop? I no, he did like there was like two or three that were like always similar. In and my Salvador, head. like I I, I watched Salvador Cop, I, like, was I, like I kind of went on like a James that was, Woods. Yeah, I would like to do that. I would like to rewatch Salvador. I would watch Salvador Cop. One of my there was another. What did he do? It was Cop, and there was something else like a year or two later. And oh, the, the, the one with Brian Dennehy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, we, we That's that the one, one I'm talking about. What we was talked, that one? Uh, so it was Cop and there was that one. It was, yeah. We're, and we're, they always seemed like interchangeable. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, <laughs> right. was, I forget the one. And I literally just watched the one with him and Brian Denny because That's like, the Denny, other he's the... You know the homicide detective. Right. That's a side. That's I can't think of what's called. On the side. And then he did the boost, and then he started to, like, and then he was like really like became out there. a kind of like a weird <coughs> yeah. stock. But I I love. And I'll tell you what, I like the um. Like he, sh I feel he should have been nominated for this fucking. Movie. Yeah, he was it's, great in this movie. He was. Fantastic. He's great, but he's. Not in a whole He's underused. Yeah, it, you got James matter. Woods. Fucking cut he's him loose and let him do his scenes? thing. No, I agree. It doesn't matter. He steals he, every yeah, he steals every fucking that, every moment that he's in the you movie. You fucking steals. hate Lester yeah. in this film. And even though you know you're looking at James Woods, I want to see who was nominated and who won that um, year. Sharon Stone was the only person nominated. For I, know. I looked it up today because I was curious because I wanted to talk about this. Why you're looking that up? The production design, forget about the acting, forget about nominating Scorsese, forget about nominating the, the, the movie. Setting. It, it the feels, set design, it fucking right. the costumes, the it's, cinematography, the editing, the fact that, and look, again, I don't feel. give a shit about the Academy Awards. Like that, It's all bullshit. No. But if so you're, I'm not if like losing if, sleep over this. But those people accolades. should have been fucking nominated. If you're gonna, get, yeah, if you're there were, there were names. Holy shit. Right, so, uh, Sharon Stone, that's it. So that was the year that Kevin Spacey won for the Usual Suspects. Mm -hmm. 
Also nominated that year for Best Supporting Actor was James Cromwell and for uh, Babe, Ed Harris for Apollo 13, Brad Pitt for 12 Monkeys, and Tim Roth for Rob Roy. Tim Roth for Rob Roy? But who yeah. won that? Wait a minute, who won? I said that, Kevin Spacey. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Spacey, Spacey, Spacey right, right, won right. for uh, Suspect. Now, because you, you, you know what? You, you know who what, the fuck um, remembers Rob Roy? Yeah. yeah. The, 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 yeah Liam Neeson. You know what? Yeah, I have this, one film I wanted to mention to you fellas that I don't think we've ever talked before, and this James Woods role reminds me of it. Have you ever seen a movie called um, Another Day in Paradise? Yeah. I, with James Woods, Melanie Griffith. You're itching um, my Larry Clark thing. Right? I, we'll, I, we'll talk about it another is it, time. Is that a Larry That's Clark a Larry Clark movie? It's a Larry Clark movie? Yes. I didn't know it was a Larry Clark movie. That was the second movie after Kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay, because I didn't... It's very different I mean, it for was, him. It was, it's, a, it's a more formal... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I didn't... That's why yeah, yeah, I, didn't yeah, I can was, see okay, why you want okay. to put that All together. Right. All right, well, just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I I saw it, I don't really... I know I didn't, like... I didn't really get that of, much. Like, I expected more out of it. I, I would like to rewatch it, actually. It's, it's one of those I've movies... Seen that, I've, I've seen it twice. Have it's, you? Yeah, it's... it's I only like saw that, it one time. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of, like, it, it goes um, on par with that uh, Love in a 45, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, um, you guys talked about... We just talked about that Confused. recently, too. Yeah, yeah Days of Confused. Because Rory, uh, Rory Cochran's in All right, Everybody so... Back to Lester here. Uh, Sam explains how he's a moocher, and the, the ginger that he knew would never have been involved with him. So then we cut back to uh, Nikki and his family at the airport. Don't look at me, pal. I've got to live with her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking line. It's yeah. a good line. Um, then his wife's like yeah, shaking diamonds out of her hair. <laughs> what do you mean? I think that's all. What do you mean? It, and then he gets that smack in the face like it's yeah, so exactly. fucking unnecessary. It's and so I know nonchalant. It's like a, play, it's it's, like a playful yeah. thing because she doesn't like, it doesn't phase her so it's like part of their right. deal. Like, right, she baby, shakes him one more. He's like, what's that? What's that? Huh? Right. He, like, he gives her a slap in the face and she just like. And then a kiss goodbye. Like, yeah, yeah, right. It's just like normal for them. Like, oh, thanks, honey. Sam explains Nikki's about to be sent to Vegas like, what I've got to ask for your permission. So uh, <laughs> Remo sends Nikki to Vegas to protect and look after Sam, make sure business is being ran properly. Uh, when he lost, he told the bookies to go fuck them. Oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah when that, when he it, lost, he told the bookies to go fuck themselves. Right. What were they gonna do? Muscle Nikki? He, he scene, was the muscle. That yeah, scene is fucking great. It starts off as like a crane, like a it's up in the air. Yes. The crane comes down. And it's like an off-track bag. And then the camera, the camera operator hops off the crane and follows Nikki and Frank, uh, Frank Vincent. Yeah, Frank Marino th th through the bookie joint. Right, right it's, up. It's a right one shot. It's like the, it's like yeah, the, um, the the uh, the, the Cabana yeah. shot. It's a one shot. Just follows them through the booking joint. Goes up while Nikki muscles the guy. I thought you were gonna lay. No, no I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna lay. I'm no, talking about a pull. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a, it's a fucking beautiful. He's like, oh, you got. What do you mean? You got eight thousand right here. I'm you confused. Me. It's, a, it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. Like, I love that fucking scene. He saw Vegas one way. You call this guy and tell him I'm coming. Of course. But I saw it another. I saw it as untouched. I mean, they had bookies, pimps, and drug dealers I could shake down. Who the fuck were they going to run to? So I started getting everybody in line. Best of all, for the first time in my life, I figured out a way not to lose. 
Yeah, he had a foolproof scheme, all right. It wasn't very scientific, but it worked. When he won, he collected. When he lost, he told the bookies to go fuck themselves. What were they gonna do, muscle Nicky? <laughs> Nicky was the muscle. Hi. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? Good, good. You got that thing for me? What thing? Oh, Nicky, I thought you was laying. I'm laying? No, no, I'm taking it. I was taking it. You sure? I'm positive. I'm a little confused. You're a little confused? Maybe if I stick your fucking face through uh, this window over here, like, you know, you'll, you'll get unconfused. Give me the fucking money. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean anything Yeah, I know. That's why you had it ready. You thought I was fucking laying it? Fucking head. Fucking head, huh? Smart enough. Fuck around, Tony. And it, it, it paints the picture in less than 30 seconds. You know that Nicky's just going to be a fucking nightmare. In <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't play. This shows you that he... It's like one thing to go there and lose, and you go, all right, you know, I lost. He doesn't play no, by he the rules. He's like, like, uh, that shot lose. establishes just, that just he doesn't play by the fucking back. rules. Right. No, no, no. I lost the game, then I want my money back. I, well, I lost, I still won. Like, that. that's the way he views it. And it's like... So you know you're going to be dealing with that for the course of the movie. <laughs> like an unhinged pit bull. <laughs> and then at this point, this is where we establish uh, Nikki's relationship with his son, Little Nikki. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah. relationship. Yes. I made a note that I love Pesci's interactions with children in Scorsese's movies. Yes. So if you yeah. think about Raging Bull, right. he's got the scene where it's right before Jake LaMotta comes into his house and beats the shit out of him in front of his Fuck wife and wife. kids. You fuck my wife. Well, it's, it, that that's not even where the fight happens. Right, like, that's where he right. confronts him. Then he goes home, and Nikki goes, "Yeah, I suck this cock. Like, what do you want from me? What do you want me to say?" And he believes it, so he like beats her up, and then he goes to to Joe Pesci's house, and Pesci's sitting there, and he's holding the fucking butter knife in his hand. He goes, "You touch that plate again, I swear to God, I'm going to stab you with this knife." <laughs> and he's talking to like his seven year old son. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the greatest interaction with a kid I've ever seen in my life. And he's just like, he's so good and curt about yeah, it. Yeah, he fucking means it. Like, and you, yeah. it's, it's like George Carlin used to say, you want to get shit done, you call Joe Pesci. And he's the level-headed character in that movie. And he's like so pissed off with the kid. And then in this movie, like his like it's such a sweet, like, because his character is so over the top. Violent. He always made he made sure he was home at six in the morning. He cooks him breakfast. He cooks him pancakes as a son. He's like hugging him and kissing. It's such a sweet interaction. He asks him why why we don't not too much butter. And right. Why is actually clogged your arteries? And oh, look at you. He's, he's so, so smart. smart. <laughs> a little tap on the cheek. Yeah. How many of these you gonna eat? But around 6.30 in the morning, when he finished his day, no matter where he was or what he was doing, he always went home to make breakfast for his son, Nicky Boy. Oh, that's not funny. I know you like this. Little butter, right? Not a lot. You know why, right? Yeah. Why? Because it clogs up your heart. What a smart kid you are. Okay. And then, in The Irishman, his interactions with at the Peggy bowling alley. at the bowling alley—that's such a fucking beautiful scene. Like, he, like, like he if was... it wasn't for Brad Pitt being so good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Pesci should have won the Oscar. Absolutely. Not yeah. only for that movie, but for that scene. Yeah. That scene at the bowling alley. Yeah, he's, he's like, so he, beautiful he, with that little yeah, girl. He he, he he like wants that. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful and, scene. And he, yep. you, you actually see this tough guy strive. And I like I see it. that as a through line. It, it might be an you unintentional the, again a, thing, you, what, a pretentious you, thing that I'm reading into it is a through you, line with Pesci in these kids in these Scorsese movies. It's like what, there's always something interesting there. What 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 I'm seeing there is like the. The craft that this guy can still 
you know, surprised me with mm-hmm. in his seventh fucking decade. Yeah. Which you one? Pesci I mean? or... Uh, no, Pesci. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? He's beautiful. Like, he draws that, an emotion that is arguably that his thought. best performance. You can make yeah. an argument if you wanted to for that being his best performance. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I would even agree with that. But I think there's an argument to be made for it. Like that is I mean, such a good performance. I mean, the guy phone calls for what nineteen fucking years. Yeah, he was almost he was pulling a Connery in a hack. I, I love I love life. everything about the story of that. And then they his just sent him a blank check, and he's like, "Fuck it." Yeah, Bobby, I, you're I, your own boy. I, I adore that performance. You know I and mean? that. that's maybe yeah. my favorite thing about that movie is his, yeah. is his performance. In it. And um, help me explain this thing. I just wrote down the dialogue. The, at the casino, Nikki and the, the two guys looking for Carmine. Carmine left, and he says, yeah, he's gone. Oh, those are a couple of guys who were going to come in and muscle some money out of the casino in some way. And Nikki, being Nikki, he made his presence known. Especially at the casino where he definitely did not work. People got the message. Me? That's why the bosses sent me out here. They wanted me to make sure none of the other crews robbed a joint. Like these two fucking balloon heads over here. They were gonna try to bang us out of 200 fucking grand? Yeah, right, I'm sure. Hey, how are you? What are you doing here? I'm over here now. You're over here? You're over here? Yeah, I'm over here with him. Oh. We're waiting on Carmine. Yeah, looking for Carmine. He was here before. I saw him. He had a suitcase and everything, and then he left. Carmine left? Huh? Carmine left. He's gone. He's not here. Carmine's out. I think, you know, maybe he went across the street or somewhere else. Or something. Come on, listen, uh, let's have a look at the joint, huh? Oh, thanks, Eddie. Yeah, lots of luck. Lots hey, of luck. Great, Jerry. Good luck to you, too. Hey, they forgot to sign their papers. What? They forgot to sign their papers. Yeah, they don't need those anymore. Out of respect, guys from other crews got away with a warning. Everybody else, watch out. Okay. They throw out the name Carmine, and Vicky's. I mean, Nikki's like, "Fuck you!" Carmine doesn't mean anything. You can throw out all the fucking names you want. Right. I think he went across the street. That's right. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those guys were there to because notice they that scene happens at the at the cash in at the cashier. Yes. Right. Right. So those guys are there to just boost like yeah, they think they were gonna get like twenty grand, a quick twenty thirty grand. Right. And Nikki's like, "Fuck you." Well, this is where we get one of the movie's most infamous scenes the fucking the scammers being called oh, it's a beautiful scene i love it um so i want to make some notes here for this scene in particular yeah, wait, wait, wait. What, what did Pesci call us you guys because these two fucking balloon heads yeah <laughs> See, these two look fucking at these balloon, two fucking balloon heads um number one Dick Warlock here. Got I made the same prize. fucking note. I, Dick I put, Warlock. Halloween two. I put Dick, Dick Warlock, Warlock question mark because I wasn't it sure that it was. It yeah, is. okay. All That's right. Dick you Warlock. You confirmed it. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, number two, the cinematography is so goddamn smart and gorgeous in this movie. That, that overhead the shot cut, where they show and then it pans over. The It, 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 it focuses only on the guards. Yeah. I love it. Um, the the constant direct lighting, the um, direct lighting, yeah, which which kind Jesus. of annoys me. There be I don't remember who I think Oliver Stone and I think it's a Robert Richardson thing. I think it started with JFK. Happened again at casino, 
And then I don't know. I don't think Robert Richards was like shot inside man. That spotlight that that was a very '90s thing. It yeah. felt unnatural, and it bothered me. Yeah, it always bothered me. But I see. It felt like you could see. The I set see the utilitarian too. purpose of it. Like right. okay, right. I'm, sp right. I'm I'm like really focused. Uh, Focusing a spotlight on this particular action, so, I get it, but it always bothered me. Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm kind of glad that that's gone. I away. like it. Um, so we got, you know, for those of you who don't know the scene, we have a guy playing cards with the table directly across from him with a guy who's reading the dealer's hand. Yeah, for so him the rookie, rookie dealer's and doing and tapping his, his leg up a little too high. Yeah. Show yeah, the cards. They're playing blackjack, and, and yes. the rookie dealer's dealing. He's pulling up right. The corner of his two cards, he's pulling them up slightly too high. You see the six. And then yeah, Sam and comes Sam, over and kneels and down this, this clever shot. Beautiful shot. I love that it. shot is so good. I love this shot. He looks over to see the the, 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 the guy looking over like you see in his direction. It's not just, a natural pan either. It's it something in like, post-production. Yeah, it looks like he's about to pull a wire out, but no, he doesn't. He just stoops down and looks from one end, does a 180, and looks the other and sees the guy. Yeah, it's some kind of post-production. the other table. Uh, he seems like he's picking up a cigarette bar right. right. carpet. Right, and he looks over... And, and then he has, he has Dick Warlock come over with the cattle prod, cattle prod. and shock the guy <laughs> to make it look like a heart attack. And they take and over the back, that. and the security guards are about to saw his hand off when Sam says, you know, no, he's stop, that's enough. And he's like, you know, talk. Turns out this guy and his fucking pals, they were knocking this place dead for years. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Ah! There it is. That's it. Cheater's justice. Oh, God. Oh. No! 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 I wanted everybody to know that things were changed around here. We had to make an example of these pricks that the party was over. I'm just curious. I saw you shuffling your checks with your right hand. Can you do that with both hands? No. Can't do it with both hands? No, sir. Can you do it with your left hand? Oh, I'm, I never tried. So you were right. Yeah. Now you're gonna have to learn with your left hand. It's a hundred, hundred ten. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Hiya. That's a lot of money to be counting out in public. Can I take a moment to the office and verify it? Huh? Yes. A little privacy. And by the way, send over a nice potluck. Champagne on ice, huh? Sure will. Real special song. By the way, I'm really sure that you can see the manager. Having a good time? Yes. You don't want to count the money in privacy, you know, you don't need a lot of problems. I have a plane to catch the Cleveland. Oh, we'll can I get my money. winning? Look what they did to my hand, man. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. What do you want? I just want to get out of here. And don't forget to tell your friends what happens if they fuck around here. You understand? I'm sorry, I made a bad mistake. You're fucking right you made a bad mistake. Because if you come back here and we catch either one, we're going to break your fucking heads and you won't walk out of here. You see that fucking saw? We're going to use it. You don't fuck around in this place. You got it? Yeah. Get out of here. Thank you. And he thanks him. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's Thank how you fucking scared this guy is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you about the guy. Right, thank you for not hammering The guy at the fucked up hand, he says, just throw him in the alleyway and tell the cops to get hit <laughs> yeah, by a I made, car. I made that exact same note. That's such a great line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
So, life is now good in this film, but Sam's about to complicate his life by asking Ginger to marry him. He fucks up. It's fucking cold. Says he wants... Yeah, I got a lot to say about Ginger. Well, she that tells movie. him up front. <laughs> she tells him up front she's not in love with him like, yeah. and all that. And he she's says he wants to settle down, have a family. He knows he can be a good father. He's 43 years old and doesn't want to wait anymore. Uh, she says that she doesn't have the same feelings and isn't in love with him. And he says that he's realistic he's and can accept that. Fucking, he's business-focused, stubborn. He Ugh, says, no, Ginger is a trophy because there's no... And again, like I know that this is all based on a true story. So when you get the real like Ace Rothstein and Ginger, and I don't know if that's even their real names. I don't, I don't know I, I don't a know. ton about the no. real story. It's not. Do I. I don't know if you get the, like their real life story has to be more nuanced than what we see here because yeah, there's no it's, legitimate it's, reason for Ace to put up with Ginger's horseshit he, he for the three hours that we see. Like, doesn't there, have She has no redeeming quality at, whatsoever. At least Leota had Debbie Mazar. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a gumat. Right. Right. And she has zero redeeming qualities. No, like, she's no. terrible. She's just easy from start, the there, There's not... And again, I'm, I'm jumping the gun because I was going to save this for the end. She doesn't have one scene where you go... Oh, I, I kind of dig her. Like I right. see, I see where she's yeah. coming from. Like, and it's, but, but she's awful from start to finish. I disagree. We're talking about Sharon Stone as an actress. Yeah. No, no, her no, no. performance is amazing. Okay, okay. We're, okay. We're, we're talking about. I'm not talking about her. And I got something to say about Sharon Stone when we get to the end too. <laughs> but no, this <laughs> performance is amazing. I was amazing. about to say, <laughs> fellas, I disagree cold hardly. Yeah, no, she's it's an amazing performance. Like I hate both her and James Woods in this film. Yeah, they're terrible people. I do not. I am not mad at their full body of work. I like that was a one redeeming thing I took away when I, when I was sitting at Applebee's after the movie with Big Daddy, you know, and he's like, I saw a great film, like I saw Goodfellas Part Two, right. but I really, I, I like for some reason I don't like James Woods anymore. Like I was still wrapping my head around that, mm -hmm. like that that that, that, that post film. Yeah, those two might be arguably, and I think this is. Maybe the last great De Niro performance until, you know, I, I know some people like, uh, what's that David Russell movie? He got nominated for it. Oh, the... Um, the one with Jennifer the, Lawrence. Uh, the, um, the one with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, there's a bunch of one. He's in a bunch of his films. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, Silver Lines Playbook. Silver Lines Playbook. playbook. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know, like, yeah, people like that it was, performance. It was all right. I mean, but let, let's, let's use you that got, as the baseline. Let's got, say that you guys, that's... You guys aren't big Showtime fans? Him and Eddie Murphy? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let, let's use Silver Linings Playbook as the baseline. So right. that's that's the most recent great De Niro performance. Yeah, after... after so that's you, 20 years almost between... Well, from, from the Fockers movies, he had to meet the parents. I mean, they were charming, so a, but... A, a quick... Yeah, uh, I mean, a, they, a were quick okay enough, they were okay in the mind. I'm talking about, like... Let's talk about the Nero as a serious actor. Right, yeah, you're right, you're right. I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I so guess like, you fellas never saw the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Right, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excusing that kind of shit. No, I mean, because guys... Good casino to Silver Linings Playbook, like, he didn't do anything of any kind of merit in I between there. Disagree. What? Disagree. Where am I wrong? I'm looking at 1996 and I... 1997. 96 and 97, those two years alone, he did six films. He did The Fan, Sleepers, Marvin's Room... Copland, Jackie Brown, and Wag the Dog. Copland is a great performance. Copland, oh, oh not me, a great movie, me, but a great performance. Let me throw I tried, in '98 I, I tried, because '98 through Wag the Dog again. 
I yeah, wagon dogs. I and let me throw I in. Tried. Let me throw was, in ninety-eight because ninety-eight. He did a yeah, yeah. fucking busy. Yeah, I agree. In ninety-eight, I started it again just the other day. In ninety-eight, he did a little film called Ronin. I'm Ronin, not saying I, no. Look, was, I'm not saying he did bad movies. No, he's good in Ronin. Like no, but, like I, but I'm, I'm no. Hold on, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. He, okay. he wasn't getting talked about. I'm talking about like Academy Award kind of performances. Oh. Like like De Niro is like a grade A actor. I mean, you can see where he tried. The capital letter A. Like with Men of Honor. He made a lot of good movies in the between. Score. I'm not saying that. City by the Sea. I like Sleepers. I like what was the other one that was right? Like Sleepers is a decent movie. Uh, Marvin's Marvin's sleepers, room. Like he made some decent performance. I'm sleepers, not saying no. I, 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 t I tell you why I hold Sleepers very close to my heart. Sleepers is not a bad movie. I am a reigning champion of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and all that I'm, movie covers it all. You can end the game if you just say Sleepers I and just, just I, leave I, it at that. Sleepers. Sleep, He's I haven't done. played in a while, but that's you know yeah. Yeah. That, that's my that's that, it. That's, it my it begins and ends with sleepers. It's sleepers. over. Right. But um I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about here. De, De Niro is an actor. I'm just saying he made some decent movies, but Casino, there was nothing like where you'd go, maybe he should have got a nomination for that. Until Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, he made some good movies in between, but that, that's all I'm saying. This I is the last. I right. think this is the last time for a long period of time yeah, we can talk they, about they, 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 De Niro as a capital they, they, A artist. The one they filmed in Italy with Michelle Pfeiffer, where the like family, the, mob fam the family, the family. Where the mob yeah, I don't family even know what that is. It's, yeah, it's it's God, came out about eight years ago. It's a throwaway film. Yeah, okay. it's 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 real. Yeah, he made he made a ton of shit. So back to film and ginger <laughs> uh he says what is love anyway when we can set up a foundation based on mutual respect the marriage proposal is like a business proposal exactly right? what it's, it is. it's not it's exactly at all like a is. romantic and he fucking... wants what he wants she gets what yeah, she wants just right. fucking like and i made a note that it feels a bit i don't know it feels i don't want to say out of character because i really don't it's know. out of character what are we talking about? His decision based on Sam Rothstein as a whole, like to marry her in general, out of touch. Just put up, like you said, to put up with this bullshit. Like it's a pussy whip to be to be crude. Like there's no other way to put it. Like Ginger is a trophy. Like she's she's like the cherry on top of what he's got going on with the Tangier. He's a powerful guy. He's a powerful fucking guy. The only thing he needs to complete it. Is that it, love? Is that, eye candy yeah. on his shoulder. Right. And that's right. what Ginger is. So and, it, and he wants a kid, too. He says he wants he a kid. He wants a kid. He a family, she, She's a means to an end for him. He's a means to an end for her. Okay. He you tells know what her, I mean? Okay. Like, they, right. they, they understand. It really, been, it really is it really, a business agreement for the like both of them. And he, yeah, he, he tells her if it doesn't work out between them, then I'll take care he'll of set her up for the rest yeah. of her life and will fully provide for their child if they want. Double words have never been spoken. They might as well sign the contract. Rather than, than, you know, marriage certificate. This leads to Sam and Ginger's wedding. Nikki explains that they had to have their baby first because uh, before getting married. Um, they even asked Nikki to watch her on their honeymoon. Sam was covering says. his bases. Yeah. That's he how would, he puts it. Yeah, he Again, be. leading back to it's a, it's a business decision. Right. He was so covering you're, his you're, bases. You're, you're not my wife till your mother or my child. Right, exactly. And then... Now we're legally fifty. Now we're now obligated. that now you can't just break off and take right. like half right. of my cut. Right, yeah, we 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 are obligated. Congratulations, Sam. Thanks. Hello, Mrs. Ross, and how are you? You're one of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen. You're a lucky man, Mr. Rothstein. And I agree. 
Thank you. Thanks for that compliment. He was a young kid from the casino. Nice kid. Bright boy. Put balls on this fucking kid. The next day I fired him. Right. So she can't even fucking make it out of the wedding and she's calling. She's a mess. She's calling Lester. She can barely hang up the phone at the end of this conversation. She, yeah, he's yeah, banging she's, lines she's, with she's, other women. Is, I mean, right, and, and he's just over there he's like being a lines, motherfucker talking about. <laughs> pouring the most ridiculous bullshit out of It's a ass. great monologue, though. It's but a fucking it's brilliant it monologue. It's it really a brilliant monologue of bullshit. It's he a talks very, about meeting yep. her when she was 14. Colt lady, made, like, like little Colt. It, 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 uh, made, so, me, it made me think of Kai Tal and Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. It made me think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Good one. Sweet talking a little girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Sharon Stone is a little girl every time she's in Lester's presence. It made me think of Kai Tal, like, just just praying on yeah, little Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Sam comes in and she quickly hangs up, but... uh tearfully saying she had to say goodbye to Lester. So she's not, you know, she's very open about Lester and who he is. Yeah, we, we learn early on what her relationship to Lester is. Right. Yeah. And um, it's going to come back to play throughout the movie. And, and then... It'll make, it'll make you love and hate James Woods the same way I did 20-some-odd <laughs> fucking years ago. Like, I hated the man to the point where I didn't want to see his movies. Because I hated him so much. <laughs> and then I wrapped my head around, wait a minute, that just means he did a hell of a fucking mm-hmm. job. And I should shake his hand if I ever get to meet him. He's great in this movie. He's fucking fantastic. Sam shows Ginger their new home and showers her with fur coats and other luxuries such as fine jewelry. And think about it, this is the only time in the movie <clears throat> where the two of them are on the same page. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're like... It's all downhill from here. This is it. This is the only scene. Buckle up. Like, even his proposal, she's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, like, should we? There's no mutual joy outside of this. This is the only time where he's showing her the new house. And the jewelry in the safe box. And mm-hmm. he's he's getting a little something. Like he's filling they're both filling holes. Yeah, for some reason that, that satisfies him. They're 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 filling holes. Right. And, and for him to be able to say, I own the title to this luxurious stucco mansion mm-hmm. and all these fine baubles. But he's making his beautiful his trophy wife happy. Right. That that's that's smile. where he gets his fix. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he got himself a handy homie. Yeah, exactly. You know, that night. That's his fix. Right. And, and she's and just and a complete gold digger. So between all the cash and jewelry that he gives her, it's it's worth over a million dollars. So he explains they gotta keep all the stuff in the bank. Um and he needs to be able to trust her with his life. Yeah, okay. Come back to the, the first line of the movie, which is about trust. Right. Um, that he trusts her literally, right, with his life. That's fucking. He, that's that. I wrote down I, the lockbox is strictly for kidnapping or shakedown money. Right? I wrote that down too. <laughs> right. and so I, he he puts two million dollars into a separate account in another city on the alias Mister and Mrs. Collins for emergency kidnapping. Right. He then hands the key to Ginger and has her keep it. She's the only person with total access to the box. So this is where Sam changes the title to Food and Beverage Director, yeah. so no one bothered him about his license. <laughs> fucking love it. Um, it's like one of the running gags in this movie. Yeah, that that's fucking like that I'm title. gonna be the head apron coordinator next right. month. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much gets to that by the end of the movie. <laughs> it's like the master of toiletry. Uh, meanwhile, Nikki makes sure everyone is kept in line, but his own criminal activities start drawing too much media and law enforcement attention. 
He's a made guy, but Sam wishes he was gone. Nicky, yeah, bro. Nikki and his friends are becoming a pain in the ass. They are. Yeah, they're, 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 this is basically a Nikki montage. Like, where's, where's, where's our briefcase? That here fucking shot, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Which one? The, Which can you hear me knocking shot? It's, I was going to say, I, up, I made yeah. it. Maybe like, the best shot in the is, movie. Is, is there not a better montage song <laughs> exactly. than the Rolling Stones, Can You Hear Me Knocking? Right. And again, it was it one worked. of those things the first time where I saw it, I'm like, it, it worked ah, he's blow. doing the Stones thing again. It, it worked like, It was blow. like, wait a minute, he did it in fucking As Goodfellas. You know, it's like, that, that song. But is it just, is, you just, for, you tune all that shit out and yep, you just that, look at it. That song it's amazing. Because we all know I'm a huge fan of fucking movie montages. Oh, it's such an amazing it's, it's I got my fucking montage shirt on right now. <laughs> and Rolling Stones, can you hear me knocking? And that shot, it's just that, that slow pan when when Nikki opens the jewelry. The, the just, gold rush. It's just because the And it pans across the screw. So it opens with that it's hard so fucking cord. good, man. Bam, 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 bam. You know, so, I have a note about that song later on, too. Yeah. Um, it plays throughout the film. And yeah, I, he does I, it a couple of times. Right? I... I, I he, um, I think it's. it's like long, I think it's used better in Blow. Like the, the rest of this oh, act is like the longest sorry. montage. Blow is a remake of Goodfellas and Casino. All right, all right. That's another episode <laughs> for another day. Oh, wait, we did that already. Um, Nikki then mentions it's Vegas and they're supposed to be robbing everybody. Uh, so then we got uh, fucking one of my other favorite scenes here: the guy at the shoes on the fucking table. I made a specific note about. I want you to exit him off his feet. And use his fucking head to open the door. Yes. The fucking door. Which they literally <laughs> do. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Sam comes over to him and shit. He's got his feet up on the table and like no, he's telling everyone to fuck off, basically. Socks up on fuck the Sam. <laughs> he, he calls him a fucking. <laughs> and then when he calls, he he gets kicked out, like you said. And then Nikki calls about an hour later and says, and after they have, they have their conversation, and then when he hangs up, after he says, I'm. He's sorry, he's coming to apologize, he'll never do it again. He, he looks him. at him and he goes, You called my friend a f yeah, like, You told okay, him to go fuck him. himself? <laughs> you so took your boots off, you put your feet <laughs> up on the table, you shit kicking, stinking, what's <laughs> the newest smelling motherfucker? Go back and apologize. It's so demeaning, he open hand slaps him. It's, it's not even, he doesn't punch him. <laughs> I want to say he's, he's a big probably. old boy too. He's like six foot three. Kind of looks like the looks like the the the, the Iranian pimps enforcer from Bachelor Party. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he's a big guy. This is probably one of my favorite insults ever. When he calls him a shit kicking stinky horse manure. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Love that fucking. It reminds insult. me of his name, Milt from um, Bachelor Party. This being Milt. I don't remember. You don't remember the Bachelor Party? I no, think I've no, seen no, no. Bachelor, Bachelor Party, Party, but I don't remember a ton of it. It was never one of my favorites. Oh, uh, it's got it's a great frat boy movie. Yeah, so yeah, this is where we see Sam now. He's auditioning singers, or, I'm sorry, dancers for his show. Um, he weighs them in. He's arguing with the yeah. director over the size it's of the like dancers. Pounds overweight. Like he's, he's involved in all aspects of Everything, the casino at right. this point. Uh, then we see... Right. So Sam uh, is opening bookie joints in his casino, and he mentions other casinos start ripping off the uh, same idea. Yeah, he innovates. Like, he comes up with the ideas. Brags change... about having the best operation on the street between his genius and Nikki's ways. What he neglected to do was fucking follow through with legal copyright. Well, I don't know if it's even that. It's just uh, he. I mean, it's like, some one, once somebody does something, everybody else can copy it to an extent. True, right, I mean, like, true. 
He like, has I, like I, a Siegfried and Roy business, type I'll, of show. I'll like, change your business model ever so slightly. Exactly. Just enough to avoid to... a copyright. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and then we got Sam warning Nikki about the heat that he's gaining. The Black Book. Yeah. Yeah. Sam uh, is now being welcomed to the Vegas Valley Country Club. He's like, there's no way out of that shit either. And the only there's He's two, like, I want to be able to just go in and get a sandwich. There's two names in the table. black book, and one of them is Al Capone. Right. <laughs> and this is like 1974. Right. There's only two names in there, and one of them's Al Capone. Right, so it's like... Yours is the other one. Ahead. You're, you're, he's like, you're about to fucking get added to this book. Um, And then we got... Uh, this is where... Sam and Joe Bob's Don Ward comes back. They're going at it about the positioning of slots. Says that uh, you got you're the slots manager. I shouldn't have be, I should have to tell you all this. Oh, He's got like six losing slots right. in the back dark corner. Like no, move them up to the fucking right. front. When the first two hit, you should have known. And if you didn't, you're either in on it, right, or, or you're too you're, fucking you're stupid. Too fucking stupid yeah. you got either job. way, you're out. Yeah, either way, you're out. It's <laughs> not um, like Earl Weaver in a fucking. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that fucking playoffs game with Morris. <laughs> so Nikki, Nikki recruits his younger brother Dominic <laughs> and childhood friend Frankie Marino. This is. Frank, uh, Frank Marino. That's our good buddy, Frank, Frank Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> fucking Frank. Uh, gather a crew that specializes in loan sharking, shakedowns, crack safing, and jewelry store burglaries. The can't you hear me knocking bit I wanted to mention. You guys already talked about it uh, earlier. I also I wanted to add that the entire song plays until the very end. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's like it's you like into a montage. Which you don't it see. Like, like it, it, right. it keeps weaving in and out. And it feels like from here on out, we're literally wrapped in a right. feature length model. It shows Nikki going back to boosting because he's entered into the black book. Right. And he can't go, well, back. Let's go back to the black book. He can't go into a casino at this point. The black book. All right. Um, so, about the black book, Sam tells us that what he always feared was going to happen has finally happened. Nikki managed to get himself banned from every casino in Vegas, and Sam couldn't even be seen talking to him. So they're being they're shown talking in an out of town diner, fucking diner, in the desert. Uh, Where's Sam, Michael Mann when you need him? Sam tells Nikki there's no way around this one. He can't even set foot in the parking lot. In so many words, he's fucked. And they talk about this black book, uh, this Vegas black book that you don't want to be anywhere near, let alone put in. He's in it along with, like you said, uh, Al Capone. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know who's the other guy though. They never mentioned. No, they just name drop Al Capone. That's it. Um, so yeah, this crew that he's got with uh, Frankie and his brother Dominic. They uh, he, he says nobody out there was expecting a guy like him. Yes, to Nikki yes. Vegas was the Wild West. Yes, um, yeah. and you see that in this montage. Like he's just like he's. Hitting jewelry stores and they do they do what I is like it where like you break he, out the brick or something like he, that. Nikki, I, I like there's, a mo- there's a there's a montage of them breaking into places, but then I'll, there's a bit here I wrote down. Uh, Nikki always he always has to turn the pictures of the people. Yeah, you can't you don't want to look. Got to turn them around because it doesn't look good. They're looking at them. Yeah, I mean, just, it, that yeah. I like, nice I, I like when they're boosting the, when when they're boosting up the jewelry stores. I made a note of how badass Frank because Frank Vincent kind of. Kicks the door now with his first line. He's like, "Clean your fucking loop." 
Oh yeah, where he's talking to the guy. Well, that's after they boost it, and he's talking to the guys. Like, the, the guy, yeah, clean your fucking he, loop. He and, like, I always liked that scene because it was like, like almost give him like six hundred bucks. Like the way he like talks is like you know that he knows what he's talking about. Right, there's like, clean some, your fucking loop. Yeah, there's something cool about that scene. Is like, oh, this fucking guy knows what he's talking. Like he's yeah. not some shit kicker. Like he knows what he's talking about. Right. I yeah, I, I always love that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so then Sam explains that Nikki's got tipsters all over town. Everywhere from secretaries to pit bosses to everywhere in between, everyone got a piece. Uh, so then you, Nikki hides all of his stuff in the floor safe in the closet. Uh, he's also invested some of it in small deals with Sam's broker, Mr. Clark, played by Richard Reel. Jump to conclusions, Matt. Yes. So that's what I wrote down was jump to conclusions. That's what he's Matt. most known for. Yeah, it's we, we all love Richard Reel. I don't know if you noticed my fucking Lumberg coffee mug on the sink. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> I actually have a goddamn in attack coffee I, mug. I argue that Richard Reel is up there as one of the most predominant character actors. Yeah, I was yeah, remembering yeah. him strictly from Office Space. I'm like, I know he's this guy do. in a million fucking movies yeah, so the guys, he's, he's in a bunch just, of Rob Zombie flicks as well right, right. He's in, um, he can ham it up right. you know, he he's in a lot of genre flicks yeah all the spaces Adam Green got him in Hatchet I mean, let's face it if you had a job where all you had to do was go to work one weekend a fucking month oh, God bless you be really good him. at yeah, it fucking God bless I'd be fucking great at it like what I can still keep the weight on and just show up at your place from Wednesday to Saturday no, I, yeah, I'll see you Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, he's a, that guy that when I see him right. pop up in a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like he's, this. He's probably got a better, no, I guarantee he's got a better spot than I got. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, he, it's a, you know, hats off to you for making a living that yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at this point, Nikki's got a restaurant with his kid brother, Dominic. The Leaning Towers. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking loogies. I don't, I don't know, I always find that really funny for some reason. Well, all the police who were the subs find loogies inside. Yeah, exactly. I know, it's so fucked up, too, because that sandwich, I made a note, and you guys know how I love Scorsese food. Yeah, not right, this yeah. one. Not Which, this. No, that sandwich looks fucking delicious. And but I don't like the way he wraps it. Like, I know it's half-assed because he sits in it and it's a it's cop not, and all I, that. I, I, I he, like, he, the wrapping's not completely tight. I, like, I, it I, all, like, the OCD in me always it, goes, yeah. that bothers me. You yeah. know what I mean? If it were for the fucking loogie, <laughs> I would have probably, that would have probably been the first hoogie I would actually finish instead of saving it for tomorrow. <laughs> you guys know how I love Scorsese food. Yeah, I'm sure it was a good hoogie <laughs> except for the loogie. <laughs> you know, he's got a way of putting food on the right. screen that but yeah if it weren't for that goddamn loot <laughs> I would have wanted to eat that fucking sandwich um and then we got Nikki here turning into this guy named Al who's a degenerate gambled all the money that Nikki previously <laughs> gave him away the money the muscles on the street the guys I owe them so that's what I did I gave him the money that's what I did yeah you call yourself a man you know you're a lying, low-life, motherfucking, gambling, degenerate prick. You know that's what you are? Two small kids at home. I gave you money to pay the fucking rent and buy groceries, put the heat on. You know your wife called Frank and told her the fucking heat's off? Huh? And you didn't gamble that fucking money. You gonna stand here and tell me that? No, no, you didn't? Don't fuck with me, Al. Don't make a fuck out of me. You want to embarrass me, make a fool out of me? You didn't gamble? Tell me you gambled the fucking money. I'll give you the fucking money to put the fucking heat on. Did you gamble? Huh? Fucking degenerate, you. Fucking kids at home. Here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, thanks. Let me find out you fucked up. I'll leave you wherever I find you. 
causing the heat to go off. Free, you know, the two kids. He's got two kids at home. He gambled all the money that Nikki gave him previously. Tell me you gambled the money. Tell me you gave the money, and I'll give it to you. Tell me you gambled it. Tell me. And he finally tells him, and he fucking just nonchalantly. And it's like the first time you money. watch it, you're waiting for the turn yeah. where he like puts one in the guy's head, <laughs> and he doesn't. He's like he he's legit. Well, he tells him after he gives him the money again. He's like, yeah, but I but find out that he gambled again, this. Like he warns him, but like, that's, there's don't a make, gentlemanly code about it. Like, yeah. Don't make a fuck out of me. Al. <laughs> exactly. And that's not. I don't think that's an out of line request. By the way, like yeah, I'm giving you fucking four hundred bucks to pay the heat. Right. Don't make a dick out of me. Take don't care. Of, take care yes. of your own shit. Get some fucking. I don't. Kid. Get I don't know if that deserves a bullet in the head if the guy fucks right. up. But I'm saying it's not an out of line request to go. Don't make a fuck out of me, Al. That's not an out of line request. Nope. <laughs> uh, back home, we see Frankie meeting Remo at his truck stop garage, handing over the money for the month. Is this where Remo talks to Frankie about? Putting Nikki in line or in check or something or I don't think they're there him. yet. Okay, because thi things haven't turned sideways just yet. Because we're at the part now where I kind of half-assed my notes, so they're not as detailed as they're the first half of the film. So then we're introduced to Tony Dogs. The time Tony Dogs, who's supposed to be the new maniac tough guy in town, shot up one of Remo's bars. Here's a fucking guy kills two of Remo's guys and a poor fucking waitress who's just working on her night off of all day. I mean, this guy's just begging to be made an example of. Frankie, I want all the names of all the other people he had with him, and I don't care what they have to do to get him. You understand? Take care of it, Remo. Hey, Bob, Bob. To be truthful with you, I had admired this fucking guy. He was one of the toughest Irishmen I ever met. This son of a bitch was tough. Personally, I don't even. For two days and two fucking nights, we beat the shit out of this guy. I mean, we even stuck ice picks in his balls. You better hope he gives me a fucking name sooner. I'm gonna give him yours, Frank. Yeah, thanks a lot. But he never talked. I know you would have rat it by now. In the end, I had to put his fucking head in a vice. Dogs, dogs, can you hear me, dogs? Listen to me, Anthony. I got your head in a fucking vice. I'll squash your fucking head like a grapefruit. You don't give me a name. Don't make me have to do this, please. Come on. Don't make me be a bad guy. Come on. Fuck you. This motherfucker. You believe this? Two fucking days and nights. Fuck me. Fuck me, you motherfucker. Fuck my mother. That's what you fucking tell me. Motherfucker, you, huh? Oh, God. Give me the fucking name. Charlie M. Charlie M? Charlie M? Charlie M, ah. you make me pop your fucking eye out of your head to protect that piece of shit. Charlie M, you dumb motherfucker. Kill you, fuck. Kill you, me. you motherfucker, you. Frankie, do him a fucking favor. You can talk about Tony Dogs. Dog. He's the oh. fucking maniac tough guy in town shooting up all Remo's oh, bars. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Including right. two men and a young waitress who wasn't even fucking supposed to be there that <laughs> right. night. It was a night oh, off. Great scene. Yeah, that's... And then we got the head vice scene. Right. Uh, he says and that they even stuck ice picks in his Yeah, balls. I got something yeah. to say about the scene. Let Ed do his thing and then I yeah, got something yeah, to say. This yeah, is my thing. We got the head vice. We got yeah, Tony do Dogs in a fucking head vice. Nikki, he's a tough son of a bitch. They even stuck ice picks in his balls, and he wouldn't talk. He right. wouldn't give up his name. Yeah, and he fucking held him in, the, in this, like, fucking... They put his head in for, like, two or three days. days. Right. So let's talk right. about this uh, eye-popping that never happened. So I don't... Okay. Um, <laughs> or did it happen? So no, it fucking to, happened. To, 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 br to bring the audience up on speed, Ed, Justin, and I 
we keep a a a regular ongoing. We have a group um, text. Yeah, we it's, it's, it's like literally we contribute every fucking day. We're just like a bunch. We're three dorks that just shoot the shit about this kind of stuff, even when when we don't press the record button. And these two guys were were just wrapping up their recent viewings of Casino, and mentioned a scene of an eyeball popping out. During this head vice scene that Scorsese, I mean, he he commits to, to the way De Palma commits to the chainsaw in the shower, mm -hmm. you know it, you know. But you don't actually see that. That's always my beef with that. You don't fucking see anything in that scene. But yeah, I don't think you saw anything in that. No, you no. do. I'm telling you. I so don't again, remember that. I don't remember my first viewing. It was either that I got a, a preview screening. And saw it like a week before it came out, because I was a JK, or I right, or I went opening night to like East Point movie, whatever it was, like a test screening, whatever it was. I saw it. This is a golden opportunity to let the listeners in on the conversation. Email us, you know, comment on the post on the socials, chime in with us, guys. Was there? Tell Justin he's wrong. I am, but you guys can too. Um. You never Two saw the eye pop, eye pop out. Right it's, before it's, it's the been eye popping happens now. off screen, so you see a you very quick like glimpse of the eye about the pop out. Yeah, right. No, this it, was similar. Maybe it's a call to that because you know Scorsese being the film buff. You see is. a very yeah. quick. You fucking blink see. And you miss no, it. No, it's not. It's shot. not a blink and you miss it. It's a shot of this fucking guy's eyeball popping out of his head and like lands on his cheek. Okay, guy. Like, uh, it's like a two or three second shot. It's not like a quick fucking I thing. Like, I want to see this and shot. In, and, and I'm it, telling it you, I saw it the, like either the first night it came out or a sneak preview. Oh, I'm not shit. like I'm not talking about a week later. Find me this shot, fans. Find it us. happens. The fucking guy's eye want to see it out. Wow. And I remember because I remember thinking at the time again, as I'm watching this movie the first time, I'm uber critical of it. I'm picking right. it apart like anything. Because you, you feel know, like you just bought another I'm like, ticket to Goodfellas. Fuck, yeah, I'm like, I'm, this is Goodfellas Part 2. It's pissing me off. So I'm I'm literally like... Trying to find something I'm to trying to find something wrong with it. And like this fucking guy's eyeball pops out of his head. And like the gore hound in me goes, that's fucking awesome. That was a... That would, to that's me, I would amazing. have been like, oh, Scorsese tipped his hat to the Lichio for Right. It, it, the gore yeah, hound in me loved it. But then there's a, the rational part of me goes... That was way over the top. It was unnecessary. The way that it's edited in the 4K HD version I rented off of Amazon last week, where the ball, the eyeball did not pop out of the it's, fucking it's, head. That didn't happen on his video. It's a quick cut, and Joe Pesci says, you made yeah, me fucking pop it, your eyeball. Charlie M? For yeah. Charlie fucking M? For Charlie that M? That, that, that's, it kind of stays that's the way. To the, to the that's the way it should be. I'm saying, this is a, this is a case Kill of... Me. This is a case of where they edited. Put the, this the motherfucker out of his cut. misery, Frankie. They they made an edit to the theatrical theatrical cut that worked for me. It was gratuitous. It was. Like I I liked it as a gore hound, but it just was being out of right, place. It, it was, was out of place. Movie. It, it, it was it, unnecessary. It just, it just did not work. It was it was like Pesci 
stabbing the guy 50 fucking times it with was, the pen. It was like it was Tarantino gratuitous. bringing in Savini for yeah, one of his when, movies. Like it said, just when, didn't when, make when, sense when, to when, me. When, it was, it was you, over the top. When you right. brought that up in the group text, I was completely Dude, fucking it, it fucking happened. I'm telling you, it definitely I was, happened. I literally kind of went into a backward spiral of it. Yeah, no, I'm curious to see if anybody has anything to say. It definitely fucking happened. And it was not there when I watched it last week, and I was very taken aback by that. But having said that, it's the right choice. It doesn't yeah. need it doesn't yeah. need to be there. It's, yeah. it's over the top. All right, gang. This is where we're going to bookmark this episode. We'll be back to wrap up with part two of Casino later on this week. So keep your eye out for that on the socials or at our brand new website listed in the episode details. Until then, just a reminder that our ever-growing archive can be found wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. And to check out that brand new site that I just mentioned, it has new featured episodes, direct links, our merch store can be accessed from it, along with all sorts of other cool things. It's a legit site and not a single page with a list of links on it. It just launched over the weekend, so go check it out. So until later on this week with part two of the Extended Casino episode, my name's Ed, and on behalf of Sean and Justin, we'll be back soon. Take care, guys.